Hello, listeners and those watching live. Welcome to an episode of Core. This is Core, C-O-R-E, for, uh, uh, what is it? December 11th, 2019. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. We're here to talk about games and apparently other stuff. Because let's just get this out of the way. For some reason, on episode 202 of our show, we got more feedback more outpourings of uh, love and respect. I don't know about respect. Let me back that word up. We got a lot of comments in the positive. People saying, this is the funniest show I listen to. I can't believe how funny the show is. This was the best show you've ever done. Blah, 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 blah. And I don't think any of us expected any of that. Even more than in Heroes of the Storm times, too. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think it's the, the most positivity I've ever seen. Yeah, it was really crazy. Last show. It was crazy, right? Like, totally unexpected. Yeah. Didn't know it was coming. We were happy to receive it. Like a lot of it, not just a couple and like, oh, that's more than usual. It was like at one point I'm like, will it stop? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had the same <laughs> and, and, I had the same question. It was weird. 202, we peaked. Maybe we peaked. This is all downhill from here. Oh, no. Yeah. I was going to say, so thank you for your comments, your feedback, and prepare to be disappointed. Yeah. What is- no, I don't think so. I think maybe there was something to last week's episode that people really enjoyed. What do you think it was? What was and, the magic? And when I tweeted out. Well, I think it, we had a lot of personal stories in there that were mm. very resonant with our listenership. So we should do more of that, you're saying, is what you're getting at. I'm just saying, you know, we don't have to... I just think we just... If something weird happens, then we just we just lean into it. Okay. Instead of saying, oh, we got to talk about video games. No more talking about jizz, the style of music in Star Wars. <laughs> and, you know... I'm going to... Okay, it, I should tell the people at home. I'm going to put... Okay, if you're not a patron, you don't know about these bonus episodes we do, which is just stuff at the top of the show and sometimes the bottom combined. I do this on another show as well, so some of those people are used to it. But if you're a patron, you get this extra content. It's like a little extra 15-minute or so thing. Uh, Today, we had one of those, and it was was interesting where it went. I think I'm going to tack it on to today's episode so that people can go, oh, I get extra stuff. What's that like? But is that a bad one to do this week? Is that a bad idea? Yes. No, it's not. No, <laughs> judging by people's positive response to your story about some guy who tried to fart in a guy's mouth and ended up letting out a little poo, <laughs> I think the listenership liked that. So well, yeah, but but I don't but like I don't want to. I don't want them to be grossed out. Here, here's what I want. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? I, I want I want people. Okay, I'll put it this way. I want people to. Always be as honest as you can be. But what the weirdest thing is, is this whole last week has been just the weirdest out of nowhere praise for the show. And we just didn't, we we don't get this normally. And it's fine. We're doing the show. We like doing it. We have our fans. We have our listeners. Like we're doing fine. We always have been. But it's just, I don't know. That was like a weird outburst. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. But I may tag yeah, that I'm on not, the we're end. Not gonna, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting we just change because, oh, they like that. Screw video games. It's all... It's all poop stories from my day. from my youth. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I get know. you. We, and, and we have a limited amount of those, so really that show's only going to last so many weeks, and then what do we do? Right. There you have it. I mean, you've only seen so many incidents, right, Scott? Like, I've only seen so many. I, yeah, I don't have like yeah. an endless list of, of horrible experiences. Well, I have quite a few bad experiences when I was a kid, but I think I dropped the uh, three of the biggest. I think I told you the, the Gary, bottom Gary and top Gary, uh... I told, told you, me towel snap. Yeah. Ta- oh, towel snap is, I have a bad towel snapper. You, you've, you've, you've told it on the show. The have I? Snap. Have I? Yeah. Wait, Crack what's... skin. 
Yeah, did I tell you that? Did I talk yeah. about that? Oh, yeah. Oh. I think it was in Heroes of Storm days. So oh, somewhere okay. In the archives, All right, so yeah, we don't a... have to talk about that anymore. Uh, I talked about, if I talked about the time that I ta- had a whole conversation with myself in a mirror when I was nine, have I done that? And I didn't know it was no. me? No? Okay. No. That'll come later. But, but here, here's the thing about the stories. If we just decide to do them, it's inorganic and not great. Yeah. It's got to come, it's got to It's got to be teased out organically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you about the yeah. time the nurse had me do a, a, a pee sample for her and what she said after I handed it to her? Did I ever tell you that? What'd she say? Okay. So this is very quick. I got a pee sample as 16 uh-huh. or something. I don't remember how old I was. Wait. Okay. First of all, though, is it common for a school nurse to need to take a pee sample? <laughs> it wasn't a school nurse. It was like a nurse oh, nurse. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was like at a hospital somewhere. We, oh, okay. We weren't at school. And uh, <laughs> where did I get the school from? I don't know. There's, I don't know where no you got that. establishing shot to the story. Yeah, <laughs> I never said right. school. <laughs> I think you heard me say 16 and you went, oh, high school. Okay, here we go. Yeah, probably. So anyways, is uh, I take this. She has me go do my business and I bring it back in a warm little see-through cup, you know, like you do. Mm-hmm. And um, I handed it to her and her answer to me, her response was, she is what she says. She looks at it, holds it up to her eye and goes, whoa. And then just walks away. <laughs> and I still, to this day, do not understand what woe was about. I don't know what she was talking is about. Does it still bug you? Do yeah, you it think does. About it it does. Because, like, like, is it the amount of pee? Right. Or was is it, it the color of the pee? Was it quantity? Were there floaties? Was it, like... The um, heat of the cup? The heat of the you, cup. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I thought of, too. Was it warm? Was it so warm it was, like, hot to the touch? Like, what did she... And like, woe is a pretty specific reaction. It's not like, oh, that's a lot, or yeah. I don't know, or just it's like, what was like when Keanu Reeves learns that he's not breathing <laughs> air, right? Like he's like, whoa, yeah. Whoa. No, you're right. You're totally mind blowing right. pee that you had. Well, that's what I'm saying, and I never, never found out. Still, to well, have the, you asked? To, have you tried to get anyone else's impression? Yeah, I did a pee sample not long ago for uh, for an insurance thing, and I handed her the cup, and and part of me was waiting for a whoa because I still think about it, and she didn't. She just went, "All right." Oh, has this given you like performance anxiety no, about no. your pee? <laughs> when you're like, "Damn it, I can't get the whoa reaction anymore." I can, I can pee no problem. I just no one ever said, or no one's ever said whoa like her, and then she and no one there ever said why she said whoa. You like, gotta be careful around kids, man, because the most innocuous thing you think you're doing yeah. is going to be a life changing event for that person yeah. till they die. Yeah, like that time I told my sister, I think I put her into the field of psychology because she's now <laughs> she's a professional psychologist, and I really wonder if it's not because I tried to fake that I was going to touch her forehead with a hot soldering iron, but it was we had two of them. One was plugged in. She can confirm this story. One was plugged in, and and I was melting metal with it, and the other one was cold, but they were identical, and she didn't know we had two of them, so I told her I was going to chase her down, and she's like 10, and I was like <laughs> like 15, and I said, I'm going to pin you down, and I'm going to, I'm going to put a, I'm going to put my initials on your forehead with this soldering iron, and so oh I got God. up, and I chased her with the cold one, uh-huh. got her down, and then touched it and acted like I was drawing it. And she says she remembers feeling horrible pain from it, even though there wasn't any. It was just so, you know, it was it was an, oh, it was, it was an awful brother thing. It was, I should have not have done this. It was it's horrible. like the, the Punisher when he tortures people with a popsicle. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Nice pull. Nice cut. Deep cut there. So in my case, <laughs> I uh, to this day think that she may have gone into the field of 
uh, mental health because I did that to her. I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not entirely sure. Hey, uh, so you she does a, still does a segment on TMS, right? Yeah, every Thursday. Thursday. Thursdays. Yep. She you guys fun. talked about magic mushrooms yet? No, wait, like the kind okay. that you the, the grow on. A horse. There's a real resurgence in academia for uh, the use of acid in therapy to help uh, people with PTSD and stuff like that. Really, it's just just probably in the know about that stuff. That would make an interesting topic. Yeah, but uh, I don't know a lot about it except the you know the engineer on Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, he's named after one of the leading sort of academic minds behind using you know uh, magic mushrooms. Oh, the, the character <laughs> to have transform. To have a transformative experience in order to improve your health. Well, like, that, makes real, you know? that makes sense. That makes sense because in that show, the aren't they traveling on a giant space mushroom or something? It's a spore drive. It's a tardigrade, drive. but there's spores and mushrooms. And anyways, is it, it take up a whole show talking about it, but it's like everywhere in my life now. A lot of sources and content is all about like the resurgence of research because the drug war, the war on drugs, like kiboshed any research legitimate research for use of psychedelics as part of helping people psychologically recuperate yeah like to break addictions and to help people with severe some severe psychological issues mm-hmm. that uh you know it's like a dark ages for that kind of study but now with the you know marijuana becoming legal and those restraints getting pulled back that's becoming a bigger field of study still not okay it's a moral gray area but a lot of mm-hmm. academics are interested in it there's a lot of New, renewed interest around it i'd try it if they said to me, if, if they asked me i'd try it i totally do you're just in yeah. you're ready to no, go no it's not like a do drugs and have fun kind of thing it's like just take like a, a big dose and have a vision quest and changes your life yeah, yeah. no that's what i'm saying like if they said to me okay part of your therapy regimen and it was legal to do this at the, you know it's not now but if it yeah. was yeah, yeah. Nothing, i'd say we're not espousing anything illegal yeah i'd sit down and and do it and see uh, sure why not i mean worse things can happen Anyways. yeah Anyway, she might be in the know about that because she's in that, so she probably has an opinion. And oh yeah, I'll ask her about it. Make an interesting topic that I'd love to hear about. Yeah, I'll I'll I may mention it tomorrow. She's on tomorrow. We'll see how that goes. All right. Speaking of things that you don't want in your head, Resident Evil Three is coming. <laughs> I'm not super stoked about this because uh, it's basically just it's, it's like Mr. X was a test for uh, what's the guy called again? Uh, nemesis. Nemesis. It's like Mr. X was a nemesis test to make sure it worked okay because, you know, if we all remember back in 2, he was never there. That didn't exist in there, right? Or do I have that no, wrong? No, he did. Yeah, Mr. X was in 2, but he was only in the B scenario. Oh, right, in the B scenario, which which nobody plays the B scenario. <laughs> okay, maybe you do four or five <laughs> times, but I don't. Um, but anyway, so they decided to have Mr. X just all over the thing. And... I think it was just a big test to see how Nemesis would go. And so now we're getting three and Nemesis is all over that damn thing. Um, But this is being redone in the same vein as two, right? Like a full, beautiful work over redo. Yeah, they're um, in fact, it's it's coming out really soon. I think they said April, right? Yeah. For it. And um, I think part of the reason that they're able to do that is Resident Evil 3 was originally just going to be kind of a kind of a expansion even though we weren't really doing expansions in those days but it was just kind of considered to be not really a full numbered but a a continuation of two in fact a lot of resident evil 3 in the very beginning actually takes place 
in the police station from Resident Evil 2. So they're going to get to reuse some of the stuff they've already designed for Resident Evil 2. It's going to be over the shoulder again. Like you said, they've already got the kind of programming for how a creature would chase you. So that's already done. And I think that's why they're probably able to get a quicker turnaround time on this. Plus, it's actually not that very long of a Resident Evil game. Um, So how big of a mechanic? How big of a mechanic was Nemesis? I don't remember. Was it a huge thing? Yeah, so Nemesis in 3 was more like what Mr. X was in the 2 remake. Mm. He's a little more ever-present. He's a little more sticky to you. You know, you have to work a little harder to avoid him once he's decided to start chasing you. Mm -hmm. Um, The thing that was actually kind of extra freaky, and they won't do this in, in the remake, but because back in the day when they did Resident Evil 3, they still used those fixed camera angles. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't have any animation for Nemesis coming through a door mm. um, because they always did those cutscenes, you know, where you go through the door and you see it open and then you're in a pre-rendered background. So yeah. doors opening in Resident Evil doesn't actually happen in those old games. Right. So Nemesis couldn't come in and chase you until the camera was no longer showing the door. So you'd come through the door, camera would be right there showing you the door, you'd be safe. You could sit there for as long as you wanted, he wouldn't chase you. As soon as that camera angle changed, you'd hear a door and he'd be chasing you. Great. And there's something about that that made it just a little bit scarier knowing, all right, if I take three more steps, he's here. Yeah. Well, I you know, the, get ready now. The, he's going to full on break through walls, though, and stuff in this thing, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's 2019, yeah. yo, 2020, in fact, when they released this thing, so. That's what you're gonna get. Uh, here's your here's your your protagonist, Jill. Well, that's Barry saying her name, but Jill Valentine back. Uh, no Barry. Barry. There's Jill. I don't think they use the same actress. Barry. She's Barry. <laughs> the, breath at, the breath at the end is the best part. Can you just Barry? Barry. Uh, Barry. I'm so sick of this. Barry. Barry. Uh, Jill. Barry. <laughs> Uh, Jill. Here's another great line. You were almost a Jill sandwich. Yeah, that makes me hungry. Jill sandwich. He's the best. Barry's the best. Does, does Barry make an appearance in three? Or are we done with Barry? I don't remember. Uh, I do not think Barry is in three. Okay. No Barry. Do we get Barry ever again outside of remakes? Uh, yeah, he pops up here and there, but okay. not not super significant in any of the main games. All right, and Wesker is always around because he never dies. Right. Uh, Wesker pops up again. He's in one. Mm. He's in five. Yeah. He's in Code Veronica. Uh, Oh, yeah. I played that. He shows up. Wesker shows up in places. I wouldn't mind a Code Veronica remake in this vein, by the way. You know what? I actually would really like that, too. Uh, That one's going to take a little longer because that's actually in the history of the story resident evil three coming out is what allowed them to spend more time on code Veronica, which Mm -hmm. is why that game's a bit bigger. But I think that game deserves a, a rework and this kind of attention to it because it had really cool ideas. It had a couple of big weird flaws, but yeah. Awesome. And that was Jill again, right? No, uh, no, that was Claire. Claire, Chris is back in it at one point. Claire Redfield. Right. That's right. And a, a Canadian kid, uh, who oh, is the worst character in the history of Resident Evil? You know he's Canadian because he's always going sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to do that to you, Claire. I'm just so sorry about Wait, it. Wait, what's his name? I gotta find him. I can't remember his name. What was his name? Let's see. Chat room, if you remember that dude's name, 
He was the like weird companion kid. He looked a little like Leonardo DiCaprio because it was around Titanic days. And uh, he was the worst. <laughs> he was the whiniest sounding character. They have a list here of every playable Resident Evil character ranked. Oh, that's playable. Uh, I don't think he was playable. Yeah. yeah here's Steve. One of Steve. His name was Steve. Okay, so Resident Evil Steve. Oh, good. Okay, Steve, Steve Burnside. That's the guy? <laughs> All right, I'm going to play what I think is some audio of Steve Burnside. Here he is in Code Veronica. Or he's about to be. Dude, this looks like crap. They, they do need to remake this. It looks bad. I know we all loved our Dreamcast, but... This is no good. We need to talk. Oh, there he is. Don't shoot. Who are you? Huh? You're not a zombie? Well, great. Wait right there. I'm coming over. I already hate him. I don't even remember him. <laughs> I hate him already. Uh, all right. Well, Steve, we'll we'll check in with Steve later when I get some better audio clips. But yeah, no offense. I'm sure though. there's a best of Steve Burnside somewhere in there. Yeah, there is a scene where he has to kill a zombie version of his dad. Spoilers. And as he just unloads a series of guns on him, going ah, <laughs> as he's shooting him nonstop. <laughs> it's pretty good. All right, Code Veronica, up next on the redo chart. But uh, anyway, this thing's coming. Uh, it's going to have multiplayer in it, which sounds like a little bit like a Dead Till Daylight kind of deal. Or Dead Till, what's the name of the game? Dead by Daylight. Dead by Dead Daylight. daylight. <laughs> Dead Till Daylight. I'll wake up tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's like that. And uh, you got one guy who's like the, the nemesis, basically, and then the three other players are, uh, are uh, just people. So... Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It looks like a pretty cool game because it's not just that you control the nemesis. You you play the mastermind. And we talked about this a little bit uh, a while back. You actually are in charge of placing the zombies where you want them. Oh. You're in charge of placing little traps around the facility. So maybe there's a little uh, bear trap right around a corner that someone gets stuck in and then you put a liquor right there so they pounce on them the second they get around the corner. So you can take direct control of Mr. X in it and terrorize people, but you also have the ability to kind of set up traps and kind of look over and oversee the whole thing and, you know, mess with them, turn the lights out on them so it's dark. And that sounds great. Doors. That sounds really cool, actually. I, I'd have some interest in that part of it. The story maybe. I don't know, dude. Whatever. I I played two and was terrified the whole time. Probably would happen. I mean, in if three. you're looking forward to playing three, uh -huh. you still have the second half of two to play. So it's true. You are only halfway through two, right? No now. one can make me play that other part. <laughs> I know people want me to, but I just can't freaking do it. I don't know. Maybe I can. This is another interesting note though. Former Oh, I do have a Wesker line. Hold on. Wesker. Jill, so you're safe. That's what I was going to say. Okay. Gosh, dude. Oh, wow. God Resident damn. Evil 1, dude, has the best worst dialogue in the history of video games. It's so I just want to know the voice direction they gave Jill. Can you be as snarky as possible <laughs> about every one of your lines? Just be completely done with every line you give. Barry. Uh, <laughs> at the end. Oh, it's so bad. Anyway, Barry, uh, yeah. the former <laughs> former CEO of Platinum Games is is uh, working on this, so that's cool. 
We like yeah. platinum, right? They do the big hairy lady with the glasses. What's her name? Yeah, Bayonetta. Bayonetta, yeah. She's the hairy lady. She's the lady where her hair well, flies her, out her, and she's like half nude when she does her, her cool Her moves. clothes are made out of her hair. I think that's the deal there. So she's yeah. actually naked the whole time. It's just her hair looks like clothes because magic. It's gross. I don't like it. Nobody should have it. It's a fun game. If your hair could turn into clothes, you wouldn't wear hair clothes? Um, oh, no. That's a question. I mean, what? I'm almost there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Bo is going to live this reality soon. For me, are you ever going to, I mean, you're probably never going to cut it, are you? Just going to let it go forever? I don't know. I just don't have any plans. That's the thing. Hmm. What would make you change? Okay, <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this. Let's say some somebody who looked like, I don't know. You know what? Let's just use her. Uh, Daisy Ridley from the Star Wars films shows up at your door okay. one day and goes, hello, love. Uh, hello, Daisy. I want to be with you forever, Bo, but you have to cut your hair. Would you do it? I, then I say, The Last Jedi was a shit movie. Get, the, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Do we still, is that still your stance on Last Jedi? Still not? Uh, uh, yeah, it's bad. I don't think Sorry. it's that bad. I think, I think I, it's in, one of the, here, I got to go the other way from Bo. Here's my opposite statement. I think it's one of the best Star Wars things to come okay, out in recent right. history. It's not okay, that bad. It's great. It's I mean, The Mandalorian's better than all of it, but I, I, uh, I I mean I like the Mandalorian a lot. Yeah, Mandalorian's great. But anyways, but <clears throat> I just I didn't want to open up that um, uh, mudhorn egg, if you will. The hairy mudhorn <laughs> egg. Yeah, nobody wants to. I don't. I didn't want to. I didn't mean to open that up so much as just uh, yeah, Daisy Ridley. You know, she wants me to cut my hair. And then yeah, well, would you do it? I mean, you'd have to be. Well, let's say you were really okay. That's she's a bad I mean, you example. pick Daisy Ridley. Okay, and... we'll say anybody that you really. So let's you find the love of your life, man. Like you're like, oh man, you're you. We were meant for each other, and she says, That's "I agree, no. Bo. Cut your hair." She says, "No, because even if we were meant for each other, it's that's just that's just wrong." That's a sign that they weren't meant for each other. That's is what that's saying. That's, right well, there. that's a yeah. It's a slope, right? Because. I, if I don't want to do it and I'm doing it because of emotional whatever blackmail, I suppose, then it's like that's uh, a road I won't go down anymore. What if she said to you? Been there, done that. What if she says, "I'm never. If you never shave that beard or that hair, or cut that hair, I'm never shaving my pits again." <laughs> what then? Oh, that's cool. I don't mind. It. <laughs> you don't mind yeah. at all. Okay, but what if? Her, right. What I, if her pit? I also. <laughs> yeah. It's also a weird assumption. Here's where you would need to take that. What if? You were totally fine. There was no ultimatum, but just casually one day, uh, she revealed in casual conversation, "I'd prefer you with your hair cut." Yeah. What would you say? I'd prefer if you didn't talk as much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're broke up already. They're already broken up. It's bad. Yep. Uh, it was over. It was over. Okay. Casual yeah, comment, no, and not, that's the end of the relationship. It's not yeah. happening. Like honestly, like it'll happen when I want it to happen. Okay. What if? Final question. What if that pit thing, in her case, she had some weird condition that meant it grew as long as your hair did? So she had just big, shaggy, braidable, freaking pit, pit monster I mean, hair. If I love the woman, you know, what am I, what am I gonna do? I love her. Okay, but yeah. you wouldn't see that as a fair trade. She says, "Hey, cut your hair short like you did back in your coffee shop days, and I'll shave these giant, enormous monkey pits that I have." What if it was out the butt like a ponytail? <laughs> <laughs> this is getting. 
These are exciting questions that you're putting forth to me. Uh, um, the worst thing is you've already no, answered I, it. If you, if you love someone, these are no-brainers. This is easy. Okay. Even in the case of Daisy Ridley, I wouldn't really say the TLJ thing. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm not cutting my hair, but would you still like to do something? Yeah, you know, that's, I've got some magic mushrooms. You want to go on a magic <laughs> voyage with me? Yeah. <laughs> uh. That's we can funny. we can agree to disagree and still be lovers. Sure. Okay. This is getting gross. No, no, no. Anyway. It's fine. Yeah. If she's got a tail. Daisy's like a kid. I'm forty. Like I don't know. I just, she's not I a kid. She's like twenty. She's twenty something. Yeah, she's a kid comparatively. Well, like, comparatively, can you yeah. imagine dating somebody twenty right now? Like I would feel so bad. I'm like I'm gonna. I'm oh, gonna I couldn't do it before you, and you're gonna be alone for the last years of your life. And enjoy that. <laughs> I have a twenty. I have a twenty-two-year-old daughter. The idea of dating a twenty-two-year-old is just is horrifying to me. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, I'm getting to that point too, and I don't have children, but I still kind of look at it and I'm like, it feels, you know, it's confusing time. Well, that's what thirty-eight-year-old you're, you're old old, to be someone's father, and yet thirty-eight-year-old Harrison Ford was uh, getting it on with nineteen-year-old uh, Carrie Fisher on the set of Star Wars. You know. You still experience attraction and love regardless. Well, so I'm just saying it's weird. It's a big chunk of time, you know, between those two. I don't know. He's weird. This He's- would be the point when the nemesis would jump through the, the wall and kill one of us, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this would very, happen now. Really, We're very calm and discussing this stuff. Yep, and he'd go, Jill! And be all worried about us. <laughs> oh, man. I wish, I wish that's what he said maybe you can do that maybe they did a lot of mods for resident evil 2 mm-hmm. he always says stars that's what uh, that's what he says so maybe you can replace it with gel it's actually a really good question about the history of that series do you think that there's ever a chance because they've already kind of redone it you know basically boof, beefed it up boofed it <laughs> beefed it up graphically a little bit but do you think they ever go back to resident evil 1 and do this treatment because now it feels like this is the new model for them to do this with their old games and still make crap tons of money on old content. I don't, I don't think they do it with one because the remake of one is still really good. Like yeah. if you go download that PC version of one remake, yeah. it's solid. It still looks good. It still plays good. They updated the way it plays for PC. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you can either opt to do tank controls or not. And I, I think that game still holds up in a way that would prevent them from saying, we feel the need to remake it. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if they stopped at code Veronica though. Yeah. Um, although I'll tell you, Resident Evil 4 is, I think, still my favorite Resident Evil, but it is showing its age finally. Yeah. In a big way. That could, that one could do that you, uh, that and five or whatever. I could see a future. I'm not, I don't think it's very soon, but I could see a future down the road where it makes sense and we've advanced far enough that you could take four and five into a new zone of awesome, you know? May redo those in a cool way. I don't know, though. Five is a dumb game. I don't like five. It ends with Chris punching a boulder. That's just. Yeah, that is not. That's not the best game. It's six. I really hate, though. Six is bad. Bad video game. Five. Five is kind of okay with for most of it. But six really bummed me out. I I didn't like it. Five's a good co-op game. Right. They, like, they nailed that, but then you're punching a rock at the end, and you're like, what are you doing, Chris? So this is what's funny, is I played all these Resident Evil games before uh, these remakes, and 7 in particular. It's when Capcom and, and people decided, oh, we're going to make these hor- truly horrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, you thought they were scary before, and even to, you know, how scary can it really be? It's just like isometric, weird camera views every time you walk into a room. It's normally not that scary. It doesn't really get you 
in the way that you know we can get you and now they're really like going hard into that seven is still one of the most unsettling experiences i've ever had just really got under my skin um seven so. hits on a lot of fronts you got the first person you've got the gross factor if you don't like bugs there's plenty of that stuff yep uh it's gory there's jump scares there's tension there's really yeah. whacked out p- people in a dirty old house in the freaking south in the swamp like it's all this the all the kind of tropes are there for like horror stuff and they get me real bad but so, you know what I like <clears throat> about Seven so much is near the end they have that reveal and it's so it's so sad mm-hmm. um, when you get to see the family before they kind of succumb to this. Yeah, and you get to see what good like nice caring people they were. Yeah, and like you're just like man, I've been shooting these people for the past yeah. five hours and look at them like that grandpa guy like as awful as he is through the game like all of a sudden here's a clip of him just being a regular grandpa guy. And yeah. No, they were, yeah, they were, right. that was super effective. Everything worked right up until Chris showed up and I went, oh, right. Where is Resident Evil? Right. Yeah. Go punch a rock. Yeah. Right. Go, go punch a rock. Where have you been, Chris Redfield? Punching rocks. I had to get my reps in. I saw a sick boulder on the way. Yeah, man. I punched a rock on my way over here. Sick. Rock punching. Anyway, so that's the thing. We're all be looking for it. Uh, you'll buy it day one, right? You're a day one buyer of that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, that's actually, here's a question. This reminds me of a thing I was thinking about this week. So I figure you're a day one purchaser of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have games where I'm like that, but one just happened that I would normally be day one on, and now for some reason I've, I've pulled my punches on it. And I don't oh, know really? why, because the reviews are good enough, and knowing what it is, I should be over the moon, but I stopped short of picking it up, even though I fully planned to do a day one purchase, and that was for Mech Warrior 5, which happened, what? Uh, Friday or today or no today today's Tuesday no yesterday sorry yesterday came out and as this close and up lead up to it I was super excited I am a dyed in the wool love the mechs back in the day mech warrior games four in particular just ate up my life in the 90s I loved mech warrior and I love mech games and I love that whole idea, just the idea of a of a nasty future. Again, it fits all my all my subgenre stuff. You know, it's a little a little Mad Max, a little Blade Runner, a little you know all these things I love, dystopic, but also you know crazy military mechs and having to manage those mechs and they overheat and you got to be careful about that. And if you can plant one in the water in the river there, you can last longer because you're not going to overheat as much and stuff like that. I love that stuff. Yeah. I will probably still get it, but for some reason I just held back. And it's not even a full price fifty-nine dollar game. It's only forty-nine. I mean, it's, t- it's only ten bucks, but it's enough for you know to me to go. Oh, it's decently priced as well. And I can't figure out why I didn't do it. Oh well, that was going to be my question: Is do you know what what kind of no pushed you away from it? No, I think part of it maybe is that I'm maybe I'm approaching it with nostalgic eyes, and and I don't want to be disappointed or or. I don't know. I mean, it's modern in every way. It looks beautiful. It's got amazing graphics and stuff. It's, it's, you know, in every way, sort of the, the logical next step. And there was, uh, there's that MMO that's still out there, the Mech Warrior Online game, which I never yeah. tried because uh, I assume, I shouldn't assume, but I assume it's bad. I don't know. I have no idea. That's bad, right? To say that, I don't know it's good or bad uh yeah i don't know either that might be my guess but i'm sure it has its fans that would write in and say oh it's good yeah and it's still out there pumping away they're making you know 
they do updates and I see it on sale all the time. So obviously there's stuff going on. Uh, but maybe that was it. So I, I, I don't have a good answer. I really don't know. I just, I want it to be great and maybe I'm worried it won't be or that I'll bounce off it too soon or maybe I just need more reviews from people I trust. I, I, I don't know. But have you guys ever done that? Like, Bo, have you ever had a game where you're just like, oh, I'm pulling the trigger day one and then day one comes and you're like, oh, I'm going to not pull the trigger because yeah. reasons. <clears throat> oh, you're not going to buy it? Yeah. Um, definitely had that experience. But I can't think of one. That, of was it like that with Borderlands for you or was that simply the store wouldn't let you? Uh, well, the store gave me troubles making the payment because I was going to break down and buy Borderlands. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> three, three. But then in it stopped me, and then I, it just it hardened <laughs> my resolve. I'm like, I have tons of games to play. I don't need to play anything on launch day, honestly. Like, right. The game once the game launches, it's not going anywhere. Right. Like I'm even if Cyberpunk came out, and I'm so stoked for it, and I didn't buy it. I'm like, I have the rest of my life to play it. <laughs> you know, like I'm just like. That's how I feel about games right now. So it's like I'm still excited for them to come to fruition, but you don't always have to buy them, especially if you've got ten other games in your queue, anyways. Right. Um. So a game that, but you're saying like the, your feeling it was based on needing to see some validation before purchasing. Right. I think so. I think that's what I need, I which is a weird thing because to the, what a nebulous thing to ask somebody to validate my. <clears throat> my nostalgia for a series uh like mech warrior like why why do i need that i don't know and the thing is I, you I know what part of it is i don't think i can get can you do returns like you can on steam over it on the epic store is that even an option I over there don't i'm not aware of that i think no i think that's again a case to prove a plus for steam versus that but i could be wrong i, I don't know what their status is right now hmm. but i think what i think we need to think of it this way that like just having a game that has your fate that checks a lot of boxes for you isn't enough because like that bar is always getting pushed as to what what makes a really fun game like i think i find more often than not a really fun game is not in the genre or thing that i like like red dead redemption 2 for example is like by all accounts is like a best in class technology gameplay kind of game linked to uh, the new zelda game is like that they're not What's appealing to them is like they sound like super fun games, so I want to try them, but they're otherwise not appealing to me because they're not genres that I'm super into. Right. So when you get one that you're into, it's usually it's from a passionate cluster of people that release a product that isn't up to those standards. And I think that's where it's like, I really want a Mech Warrior game, but do I want to play a game at 50% of the quality just because I really want I like the genre, if that makes sense. A lot of space sims are like that. You know, mm-hmm. space, like I played Everspace. Yeah. Is it Everspace? And I'm like, everything about it looks cool. But when I played it, I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel like a high quality game. <laughs> you know, like on the, you know what I mean? Like just totally it's not Blizzard it. publishing this game. So I'm like, I don't know. I, I think I should like it, but it's a little, eh. and I'm watching video for the, the Mech Warrior right now. And, you know, the menu screen is all, text mm-hmm. you know i'm like oh and there's no icons and cool little graphical things and seem you know and that it might just it, it's not a question of bad or good it's just probably they have a limited budget and they got to focus the development where they think it matters and sure uh, menu I've, got a, is not it. Yeah. I've got a really good example of this actually because i think at least some of us might have gotten hit by this all right um what's that uh new xcom like game that came out phoenix oh, point? phoenix point yep 
So that's a game that came out, seemed to be getting pretty decent reviews, decent buzz, but we heard a lot of, that's buggy. It's It's got a lot of bugs. There's some problems there. Maybe wait, maybe give it time. We were clearly in the mood because a lot of us went on to play XCOM 2, or at least, Scott, you were already playing it, so you were kind of already in the mood. Mm -hmm. I kind of dove in. I know Bo was feeling tempted last week. And we heard from Kyle, who said the same thing. So it's not that there was a lack of interest in that genre um, preventing it, but you know, sometimes something just, ha even if you're feeling that itch, it really has to excel and stand out. Yeah. Um, to really get you to say, okay, well, I'm going to drop down the money and, and do it, especially when something else did it really well already. Yeah, that's a good point. And also, you know, hearing about the bugs is one thing. Uh, knowing how much of XCOM 2 I didn't get through, and so there was already sort of a new game waiting for me. Um, and then also the other thing that put me off on that game was hearing how much the original creator to XCOM was going to try to adhere to the difficulty, the brutal difficulty of that original game, which you can kind of negate a little bit in, X, in the in the modern XCOM games. So if you don't feel like being Iron Man hard mode, you can do lots of stuff to ease up, you know? It sounds like this has less of that, and that put me off because I don't, I'm not looking right now for a frustrating challenge. I don't want it. It's why I don't play the Souls games. I just am not in the mood to bang my head against a wall. I'm just not into it. I save that for like raid nights when I raid with friends in a MMO or something where I have to do a lot of things over and over again. That's like the only way I really feel like doing that stuff now. I'm to the point where when a game comes out, I will check the review to see what they say about the difficulty settings. And if they say, uh, you know, normal's fine, then I'll do that. I'll do normal. But if they even hint that normal's like too you know challenging it's not why i'm coming to the game i want to experience be it story or gameplay loops or whatever it is i'm trying to get out of there and i'm not there to just you know lose and start over Ugh. i'm just not where i am right now with my games i've had times no, like that in my past that pattern that pattern based stuff right it's not for yeah. me because <laughs> there, there are hard games i'm sure you enjoy but i think the ones that involve repeating pieces of content until you master the patterns yeah i mean that's for me is not enticing i like hard games but not games that are hard like that yeah, Some people yeah. Do. i i think that's why i really liked the uh star wars jedi fallen order business because their difficulty settings really kind of changed that game to what i wanted it to be so at the easiest setting which i didn't try it on but i've heard from people you basically have your action game you know you have your i've got a lightsaber swinging it lightsaber fantasy game mm -hmm. um at the level which was kind of the normal setting you have a game that is dark souls like in that there's a challenge there's a reward for pattern memorization you're probably gonna die a bit but it's not so punishing that you're like like I didn't finish that game and feel like I had conquered a mountain the way I did when I beat Dark Souls. I finished right. that game and was like, yeah, it was hard. I put in my time, but I had a good time with it. But if you want that feeling of accomplishment, there's higher difficulties for that. And they certainly make those available to you. And I think it was really nice to include that so that you could get that breadth of uh, people into the game. I know there's some people that say like, no, you got to go with what the creator intended. But, you know, I, I don't think there's any harm with making your game more appealing to more people. Yeah, I agree. I'm glad, I'm always grateful when the games let me. And I and I generally like a game that will let me 
change it on the fly. So if I've chosen bad choices, I can go, you know what, this is too easy or this is too hard or whatever. Yeah. That's the, that's the major gripe about, have you heard of this new game called GTFO? <laughs> yeah, I did. The but, four but player survival yeah. thing. Yeah. It looks cool, but one of the things that's uh, getting the most negative reviews on Steam when I looked at it um, and just thereabouts is that there's no matchmaking. Mm. It's a four-player co-op survival game with puzzles and shooting and everything else, but the intent is that it's actually made to be hard. So there's no it's intended to be four players, but it's intended to be like not a matchmaking game. Oh, so just so you like, and your friends? They're and like, that's like it. go on Discord and find people. Yeah there's no matchmaking and it seems intent like an intended design choice it's in early access so that could change right but you know there's that there's this idea that you can make a really hard four-player experience that isn't you know when you put matchmaking in it you've got a balance for all kinds of factors where if you just design it you know like here's the storm designed to have 5v5 people on team speak you know coordinating sort of play then it's um it's interesting just to make that experience, but yes, don't expect to make as much money, I suppose. Yeah. Well, you know. we'll see uh, what happens with me and MechWarrior. I kind of just, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know tons I'm... of games, and, and MechWarrior 5 will be released forever. Yeah. It's not going away. You're so. right. You're right. And I'll probably get it cheaper if I wait a little while, and what's the big deal? There's no, there's no timer on this. I've got plenty to play. And, lots of games And I'm play. looking at it, and it looks... It looks like, you know, it's not S tier. It looks well made, but at the same time, the IGN review frame rate seems really low in spots, and it doesn't yeah. seem to be like smooth like butter or, you know. I'll let them fix a bunch of that stuff first. Yeah. Yeah. Because they will, um, right? They will. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, I had to write down another game I'm playing that I totally forgot about. Tactics. Okay, there we go. I'll talk about All that right. in a minute. Uh, yeah, talking about old games that have new life in them all. I'll bring that up a little bit later. All right. Uh, this is interesting. So you guys have been playing Diablo. I, I assume mm -hmm. you're still playing that. Um, yep. Uh, there's a cheat. Well, cheaty but technically not cheaty people got maximum greater rift finishes, 150, by exploiting the seasonal buff, which is part of the Season 19 stuff. What is the actual buff? It's not the chicken thing. What is it? it, it well, it, part of it's chicken. It's um, when you hit a certain threshold of kills, an effect displays on the screen which does a bunch of damage to like it kind of clears the screen basically okay. and it gets progressively more bombastic so chickens do come out at a certain level you get a frost nova that freezes everything um little blood rifts open up in the ground angels fall out of the sky and attack your foes like there's all kinds of different damagey spells that you shoot out at a certain level of kill streak and there's like 15 or 20 of them all through the kill streak um, so it's fun and it helps, it does help you push higher level tiers because if you're doing a greater rift, you get that bonus damage from the buff just, right. just for free. So it's like, it's a pretty fun buff overall. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's all it is really. Well, Blizzard banned a player for doing it until they put a fix in cause it's not intended obviously, so, but well, what, so, how so, so people found a way around it by, um, so uh, when you start a greater rift by yourself, yeah. it's tuned to one player. You know how the minions of hell get stronger when people join? Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, when you start a greater rift, that doesn't happen, right? Oh, right. So, yeah. so what they were doing was one guy would start a greater rift at the maximum level of greater rift, 150, and he'd go a defensive build and do zero DPS, basically. Oh, wow. And he'd just pull up the mobs. And after he starts it, then three three of his buddies come will come into the um, same you know instance 
and they can't join the greater rift but they can go out in adventure mode and they'll do the same thing they'll do zero dps and they'll round up packs of mobs and bring them to the portals that are located throughout so once your greater rift guy is done pulling up some mobs and you guys are communicating on discord they'll say i got a pack here he'll leave the greater rift and then use a the town portal to portal to wherever there's a pack of mobs put a dot on them and preferably i think something that triggers on death explosions that spreads like there's a rend uh, rune that does it explosive palm does this kind of thing where with specific gear and stuff like that so you go on adventure mode you you take the mobs your buddies tagged put a death timer on them then get back into the greater rift 150 where you're doing zero dps you can't kill anything the hp is so high it's i mean you might not even be able to do it with any kind of gear um and then what happens is the kill timer will tick up while the stuff in the adventure mode dies but yeah. you're in the greater rift getting the explosions from the bu- seasonal buff yeah. and so they're able to do this i think clever trick but what <laughs> blizzard has come out today and officially called a cheat and exploit yeah. um to you know and they're hot fixing it now to you know basically cheat your way to greater rift levels and 150 is the maximum there's no higher greater rift torment 16 is the equivalent i think of 70 so you are orders of magnitude well beyond even the hardest mode of adventure mode doing that stuff Mm. and uh it's clever but it's it's clever in the way that you know hackers are clever and they get in trouble and they get hired by the government because they're pretty (laughs) awesome but they do so it's kind of like on that level because as far as i know there's no actual cheats or exploits that are necessary to accomplish this but um don't do it kids because blizzard's watching you it's yeah, those... there was bans. There was a ban, at least. Yeah, at least Do one. Do we know how long? Was it just kind of like a, hey, cut it out ban? Or I don't know. I think I think leaderboards, uh, I think they're hot fixing it, and your leaderboard status will be wiped, and you'll have to reget it where they find it. But the interesting part about the story is that these were streamers doing it, you know, top-tier Diablo players. So they were streaming it. I don't think they were really using any cheats. I mean, I'm not, I can't, I didn't see any. I watched a 20-minute video of them doing it. Um, but Twitch banned them. Oh, uh, the hmm. Blizzard didn't even Twitch banned the streamers from streaming what they what they were. I think people watching it. I think the community feels like it's exploitative. So they report. So they, they got cancel cultured yeah. out of it because you know if they weren't using any cheats or actual hacks, it's mechanics that are available in the game, and so I don't see why they should be punished for being clever. I think Blizzard should fix it for the next season and yeah. whatever. But. Uh, players are going to be clever that's what we want them to be so yeah but uh anyways i thought it was interesting also that greater rifts have a maximum because i've gone the highest i've ever gone this season and it's still nowhere near the leaderboard the leaderboard minimum is like 130 right now at least for monk solo and i'm at like 105 yeah i think i'm at 95 right now on my crusader yeah and it gets so brutally hard one shot i can barely kill anything so 150 is the the ceiling though huh I didn't know. Yeah, that. it's not unlimited actually. It's 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 capped at 150 right. I now. figured that just went on forever, but I guess it can't. I think probably if enough people made it there, they could probably tune an extra 25 rift levels. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a little like they do with difficulty levels and other stuff in general. They could probably bump it, but it doesn't sound like a lot of people get there, so. I mean, I'm doing damage in the trillions, I think right now. Oh my it's pretty gosh. Ridiculous. Wow. <laughs> and this is a character you just started like a week ago or something. Yeah, but you have to understand there's a way to there's a like there's a way to get to 70 in like a couple hours. And it 
it's the, the it's the most obvious thing in the world. You know they have weekly challenge rifts, right? Yeah. Well, they give you materials. So what you do is before you start your seasonal character, you just do a weekly challenge rift, and then you open the package on your first character that season, and you get a bunch of mats enough for you to make yourself like a pretty powerful legendary early on. Yeah. And stuff you can cube, and it makes the process really quick. And this is like accepted meta right now for for really? seasonal because we're in the nineteenth season, you know. So a couple hours, zero to seventy, is that what you're? Yeah, saying? Yeah, and it's not an all like fresh season start. You'll get there in about three hours. That's crazy. All right, I'm playing Diablo wrong, I guess. <laughs> when I do play, but it. you have to know you have to know that you to use your. I think the big leg up is using your seasonal sorry your weekly challenge rift like don't do it and open it on a, another character when the season starts do your challenge rift and get your rewards and that helps boost things really gotcha. fast gotcha all right well diablo season 19 still a threat everybody still a threat all right we're gonna do this oh yeah by the way so this quickie segment i have an idea as i rip through these you guys have you have to have a single sentence or word response to each line all right. Oh, okay. So whatever your take is, like uh, one of these, uh, I'll just fake one. Um, let's say one of these says Pac-Man's no longer yellow. He's going to be blue. And then when I, I'll go, John, and you'll go, yeah. Was let's cheer him up. Yeah. Oh, see, I like that because he's because he's blue. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well well said. It. All right. So here we go. Time for quickies. <laughs> All right, we're doing these quickies. These are things that happened this week that we wanted to mention real quick. Wasteland 2 is free on good old games. Bo picked it up. Just got to click a button. GOG Winter Sale is on as well. Bo, thoughts? Wasteland 2. It's like Epic Game Store, but it's GOG. Oh, well, that's fast. All right, uh, John. Oh, my God. <laughs> nice. This is how this is going to go. All right, get your jokes in ASAP. The name for the next Xbox will describe its per- purpose, according to Phil Spencer. What are you going to call it, Bo? Uh, Xbox, Netflix. Okay, John. Xbox, why is my bed wet? <laughs> what? That's the purpose of it? <laughs> All right, I'll take it. That's fine. Star Wars Jedi <laughs> wow. Fallen, Fallen Order is getting a photo mode tomorrow. Uh, John, will you use photo mode? Uh, call me when I can live out my dream of being a jizz musician. Bo. I can't wait to see John's photos. Oh, geez. All right. Of his jizz. <laughs> All right, listen to you got to be a patron to hear the reason why all that made sense. Because uh, it did. <laughs> I promise it makes sense. I promise. I swear. All right, 50,000 movie trailers were, uh, sorry, 50,000 movie trailers were released this week. How's that even possible? That's not a real thing. John. The best one was Wonder Woman. Bo. Uh, uh, none of them were good. What are the other 449,999 trailers? I don't, like that, Ghostbusters, there was like Black um, Widow, Wonder there Woman, was, there was uh, yeah. oh, so I'm not uh, to take NPC this NPC man. I'm not to like take this seriously. Then this number, this was a this right. is a joke. Sorry, number. I wrote them this week. <laughs> Hyperbolic. Your your the factualness may vary on these. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, rough week for Star Trek fans and uh, 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 what's the other thing called Sesame Street fans. Uh, Renee Aubergenois passed away. Carol Spinney passed away. It was Big Bird slash uh, Oscar the Grouch. Juice World, who turned, uh, who just turned 21. Uh, Song Hyde was featured in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. 
Uh, that person died. Is it jo- jo- Juice Wild World? Ju- Juice World. Juice World without an O. I, I, ask Dick. He might know who D- he is. D- Dick Wild? <laughs> Dick World? I don't get it. He uh, said ask Nick. Oh. Ask Nick. Oh. Nick, you, he's not here. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, he died at 21. It's sad. That when sucks. Kurt Cobain died, I cried for days. I know. So. It sucks. Nobody should die that young. Also, none of these people should die. And also, no. Star Trek's had a bad year. We lost like... Multiple actors, some head writers, some old TOS people. Bad year for Star Trek people. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is playing an NPC in a new movie, which is weird because that makes him not the NPC. But uh, quick thoughts, Bo. Yeah, that was my quick thought. <laughs> how? How? Yeah. Yeah. How? How? That's the question. John. Yeah, what Bo said is true. Oh, that's what I, I agree with it as well. I vote for Bo's uh, policy. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road director George Miller, one of the greatest directors of our time and one of the finest films ever made. Uh, says that he's not done with the Mad Max story and plans on making a few follow-ups to his 2015 fil- film. Most of your responses should be, will Scott ever shut up about it? And the answer is, no. No. And you shouldn't. All right, because I'm not going to. I'm just going to. I want a Furiosa movie, because oh. she's my favorite character from that last one. I'm pretty sure that's the next thing he's doing. I think he's I'm on board. Th- okay, because I think he said as much. But they're still going to call it Mad Max, and it'll still have Max in it somehow. That'll that'll be a deal. I mean, that they, that's what the last Mad Max was anyway. That's a good point. There's a Furiosa movie named Mad Max that had Mad Max in it. There you go. Indie game developers are being uh, they're being targeted and receiving takedown notices for using the phrase "quote choose your own adventure" unquote. Who's suing them? Whoever Turn to owns- page. Sorry. Oh, what? You know the answer? <laughs> no. It's whoever owns Choose Your Adventure, which I assume is like TSR. Oh, it's probably some ancient. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a like, wizard yeah. at a Hastings. It's not a big. It's not a big deal. A wizard at a Hastings. Is, it, is that what you yeah. just scholastic? Yeah, that is what I said. Turn to page twenty-seven to find out how many people even know what a Hastings is anymore. That's impressive. <laughs> You yeah, really went deep on that. I know it's this record store we used to have in the states, and they're gone now. But John really, uh, John Sam, pulled Sam out a good one. Man. Yeah, it, but it's a funny one. It's funnier than if you said Tower Records or something. That's not right. as funny they as Hastings. They had books at a Hastings, though. You could get books there. Right? Yeah, you was totally Hastings can. really lame? Was that the deal? No, it was great. It's just a funny <laughs> no. name. I think it was a place you could also trade in books. So, uh, like the first Choose Your Own Adventures I got, I think was from a Hastings. Gotcha. Oh, video game uh, awards are tomorrow. Who cares? Does anyone care? Nope. I, no. I but I'm slight. still going to watch. Well, <laughs> they'll do trailers uh, and announcements. I care about that, I guess. I care about that, and I also want to see if uh, Death Stranding runs away with it all so that I can hear the controversy about how uh, he, it was a setup, that it was all yeah. pre-planned or whatever. The fix is in the at fix the is VGA. In. That's right. The fix is in. Bioshock is returning, by the way, and it's still several years away. John, do you want Bioshock, and what do you want out of it in one sentence or less? Shodan. Perfect. Bo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I was trying to think of a line from Bioshock that would be like a nice wink, but I realized... Uh, what is it? A Bioshock. man chooses, a slave obeys? Is that what he said? Is that what he said? Andrew Ryan? I don't know. What are he, the, when he was talking to the twins, they always had something fun to say. Would you kindly hit me with a golf club? Sure. I know there are memorable quotes from that game, you know, but I just can't think of it. It's the Circus of Value! Here's what... Oh, jeez. I hate the vending machines. 
Here's what but I the want. The vending machines end up being the most memorable. Did they, though? Because I hated those things. What I liked is the world and the setting. So what I hope they do is uh, don't look back in terms of mechanics. Do some new things that way, but just give me an amazing space to do it in. I want a cool Bioshock game. That would be fine with me. And that is your quickie. Look at quickies. <laughs> Bring us the girl and clear away the debt. See? That was one. That's the yeah. one. That's what we were looking for. Time for this. All right, we're playing games this week, and uh, these are the games we're playing. We don't have to spend a ton of time on these, but both Bo and I are playing Darksiders Genesis, which is a spinoff of sorts uh, to the Darksiders uh, deal. It's got Liam O'Brien back as the character War. If you're playing this by yourself, you switch between War and Strife uh, sort of at will. A uh, couple mm -hmm. of button presses and you swap around with these two dudes. And uh, that's great because we love hearing Liam, but also I don't know who the other guy is, but he cracks me up a little bit. So uh, there's that. And apparently co-op's real good, but we haven't tried it yet, but we plan to. Both thoughts about Darksiders Genesis? This is basically a buddy cop movie in hell. Kind of, um, yeah. So I really... And they don't go... Like, there's nice art in it. There's no... You know, the cutscenes are... Um, you know, they're, they're hand-drawn sort of style. So you know you're getting, like... This isn't a triple-A kind of deal, but the voice acting really i just can't i mean i love liam to death when he does when he does work like this because yeah, it's it's very it's, good it's just very good so yeah. i mean if you like illidan and hearing illidan speak and, and just doing that sort of vibe he's really good as war um i was a little um i'm not surprised by this but my expectations of it being like a diablo like game were yeah. kind of out the door when i played it and i played it with mouse and keyboard and it wasn't good to play as so I just haven't gotten back to it yet, but I think it's going to really shine with the controller because it just feels like a controller game. It totally like, is. I would I would compare it to yeah. like a dual stick shooter in a way. Yeah, yeah, that's um, what. It, I mean, Strife is kind of that. He just you know he's got the guns. He's like mm -hmm. just shooting around. Yeah. So one stick to aim, uh, the other stick to move, trigger to fire, that sort of stuff. Yeah, and um, the levels themselves are really cool. It has mounts, which is kind of like a preview of what they might be like in Diablo because you can dismount and do a move and you can shoot people while you're on the mount. Mm -hmm. um, I think the mount's pretty cool and it's just got a very arcade feel. And it wasn't, like I said, it didn't look like a Diablo clone, so I wasn't necessarily expecting it, but I wasn't sure what to expect. Mm -hmm. But um, I just love the over-the-top. It's got a very comic book. Right. You have this like hell aesthetic, and it already looks a little comic booky, but then the moves are very comic book, and it's pretty cool actually. Who's really the well. Who's the artist that they? Uh, Joe Mad. Yeah, Joe, Joe Madura. Yeah. He's yeah. amazing, so good, and that's what this. Yeah, is. I love his art. He is one of my all time favorite artists. Yeah, he's he's something else, and this is all based on his stuff. Of course, the other games are as well in the series, but. It's just a fun little offshoot, and I think it feels really good. I do. There, I have a couple of complaints. My main one is that I wish I could rotate camera more. Um, mm -hmm. It sort of locks you into certain perspectives, and that's fine. Except sometimes it gets in its own way, and you get a you know big piece of cliff in the way, and you can't really see who you're fighting and stuff like that. It's not uh, game breaking or anything, but uh, it would be cool if I could kind of rotate around in that thing. But as as a thing for what it is, and for where it's priced, I think it's so. I think it's all right. Like it's, I think it's pretty neat. It's getting decent reviews. Yeah, it feels like one of those fun games back in the Xbox 360 days you get on arcade that was mm -hmm. pretty good. Yeah. You know, and you pay the twenty to thirty dollar price point for 
so I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Yeah, me too. Well, we still need to try the co-op, and we'll see how that goes. Because in co-op, I assume you can never switch characters. You're you are each other. You know, you are whatever you pick, right? Yeah. There's there's well, there's those weird stones too. I don't think you party up like. I don't think you group up in the same way where you're like. Yeah, it's not like a lobby and join in. I think you summon people to your game. And anyways, yeah, there's like these pink turd stones out in the middle of the the playing area. And I went to my first one. I thought, oh, this would give me something cool. And instead, I clicked it. It says, "You want to invite a friend?" I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) And the the worst part is, it is one of the cooler looking interactables in the game too. Yeah, just like yeah, just rad. It looks like somewhere where you unlock an ability, and it it doesn't do. It's like a big dark crystal out in the middle of the desert. It's pretty cool. Anyway, so there's that. I also, uh, no one told me that Dragon Quest Builders 2 was good. Uh, I'm so excited you're playing this. Yeah. This is so not what I would think you would play. It's got the Toriyama art, which you notoriously gripe about. Yep, yep. Uh, It's a Minecraft-style game, which isn't typically up your alley. Right. It's You know what it is? It's the right combo. It's some of the stuff I like that that I play farming games for. Because I don't, I like a game with structure. The reason I don't like Minecraft very much is it's just sort of go and do whatever. And I like sandbox games, but not that kind of sandbox game. I don't want to just build things for no reason. I know there's the survival aspect of the original mode for that game, but, and lots of mods and things, but um, building for a reason, having actual quests to do, characters in a world going through a story, and then, and giving you reason for the stuff you're doing. I like that. And it also turns out, whether I knew it or not, I really like the Dragon Quest universe. I like what that place is. And I like the stupid slimes, and I like just the the more lighthearted approach to things. Um, I played 11 uh, and like it a lot. So I saw this come by on Steam because it was um, it was on previously on Switch. They've now got a Steam version, and I'd heard really good things about its frame rate resolution and up up res and all this stuff looked really good on it so i thought well let's just check it out and man if i didn't get sucked into that thing like i did the demo but it's one of those demos you it's an it's actual game until you get to a point and then you can decide to buy up and get the whole game and if you do your saves are all good you just keep moving which i really like that a lot in a demo uh i think i'm gonna get it though (laughs) i can't believe how much i like it like it it's a very fun I mean, even though, yes, all the characters look like Dragon Ball Z people, okay? They just do. That's weirdly okay for me because it's the little shorty kind. I like those better than the Dragon Ball Z 2 people, which aren't the little squatty shorty kind. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know what you're talking about. Okay. As weird as that sentence was, yes, I know what you're talking about. I think you know exactly what I mean. You don't like it when they become all elongated and muscular and it's that same art style on big, supposedly realistic looking bodies. Yeah, I don't like that. You like like it when it's stylized. Yeah, it's a little bit chibi and, you know, goofy looking. I I, I think I'm okay with it. Plus, I don't have to look at his face a lot. I'm looking at the back of my dude a lot. So I I don't have to see his big dumb eyes. But uh, it's just a fun, cool thing. And, and it's Minecrafty, but it's more than that. It's not really meant to be a Minecraft game other than, you know, everything's voxels and you're sort of farming and building and doing stuff from the world and, and from the environments and stuff. That's all true. But um, the survival elements kind of aren't there, which I hate those usually. So that's nice. And the story's been just kind of delightful. And I don't know. There's a, just a rhythm to that game. 
So I can't believe I'm even saying this because it just seems like it's not my my jam. But I really like Dragon Dragon Quest Builders Two. I didn't play the first one, um, and the reviews are warranted. People love this game, and I didn't know why, and now I know why. I think it's very good. It feels like a Nintendo game. Is what it feels like. I think yeah. that's, that's I kind of I want to get into it too. I think I would like it. Yeah. If you but. do, let me know. We'll do some. We'll build some shit together because it's got a big old crossover like come together and make cool things but it's it's just gotta and it's also very rpg-ish you're leveling up you get you know build better weapons for the guy that rolls around with you you get helpers that are breaking stuff while you're breaking stuff which means you're earning more stuff faster and i don't know it just seems like a really polished very nintendo-ish game and i am a sucker for that so yeah it's cool dragon dragon quest builders too rad game it kind of part of me wants to just like like i i stressed a little bit at first like oh maybe i want this on the switch because i can take this anywhere it's one of those kind of games and then i got far enough in the demo thing that i'm like i don't want to do the last four hours i just did i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it over here uh and then i played an old game so here's my old game uh that i played this week one that currently is enjoying both recent and all reviews a overwhelmingly positive review on Steam and has had that pretty much since its launch in 2016. And that game is Shadow Tactics uh, Blades of the Shogun, which okay. is... Do you guys remember Commando? Do you remember I've, the Commando games? I've heard... I've been, you've recommended this to me. I've heard oh, this. This the Commando really games. Yeah. I, oh, do you remember those way back? And I you, do. I remember hating those Oh, games. well, then you may not like this. I don't know. <laughs> Because basically, Commando <laughs> was I like, was a dumb kid when I played them, and those games were hard. Yeah, they're hard, and they're strategic, and they're, you know... Honestly, they're kind of XCOM-y in a way, except not they turn-based. They are. I, I, my young adolescent brain was not ready for XCOM. I was like, okay, I moved the guy, I got shot, and I was like, what the hell is this game? I don't know what to do. I took two steps and died. What? It, what is this world? And this thing is only 10 bucks right now because it's on... Well, I don't know if the sale's over. Shoot, I meant to check before the show. But I noticed it was on sale. I already owned it, which was just this reminder of, oh, yeah, I didn't finish that, and I kind of want to start it over because I'm in the mood for this right now, this kind of game. Yeah, It's all set in, like, feudal Japan era stuff. Um, You control – you start with this ninja guy, but you eventually you just get a ton of different characters to play with with their different strengths and abilities. Like the samurai guy can run into a group of three enemies and kill them all at the same time whereas the the ninja guy has to be a little more selective and hide in bushes and stuff like that uh you got a girl who does some pretty wacky stuff from a distance just a whole bunch of like really cool tactical stuff and it is a you know series of missions and i think they're extremely good the game has come a long way in terms of support it looks uh like when it first launched i remember being a little choppy and scrubby in some ways that is all gone super polished super clean um just a good time i really like it and so i started playing that again it reminds me of um like a you know feudal japanese version of syndicate you remember a little bit yep syndicate's another good example of this kind of game yep totally so instead of hacking it's like you know you might have a guy who's a great hacker in syndicate in this case you got a character who's really good at you know fooling somebody into thinking okay yeah because i'm watching gameplay now this game I remember being interested when I saw it. I think it, it and it's reviewed really well, so it's like a best in class kind of deal yeah, too. It's these very kinds good. of things. Yeah. Um, 
yeah no thanks for mentioning it is 10 bucks i may just oh you should totally it do it yeah, yeah. yeah. If I, it's, might, I might check that out as well if it's, I, if it's still 10 bones screenshots it looks real nice it's stupid stupid not to get it at that price because it's worth and, so you know, much more it's that good and it's not even a dlc game no it has all that overwhelmingly positive yeah i mean i've i've, I've never I've, I've actually had this game recommended to me a number of times and just never pulled the trigger on yeah. it but it, it yeah I don't know what those awesome. dudes are working on now, the the same team, but I would love to find out because I'll bet they're making something cool. They probably, too. Yeah, they probably did well uh, financially on this guy. Yeah, it was One popular. Was I mean, it shows a ton of sales. And uh, like well, you said, they're it released? 2016, so whatever yeah, they're so doing. Yeah, it's a three-year-old game, still yep. making front page on sales and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, still feels like, that feels like the, uh, how do I put it? 2016 feels like a good, a good, a uh, place to check out games that you either started and didn't finish or you didn't check out then that maybe you're getting on sale now but are still super relevant technically like they still look amazing you know we're not talking about leaps and bounds from 2016 anyway but also they've just been polished and patched and cleaned up and I like doing that I like going back just a like three-year little three-year window and go all right how's this thing doing oh they've done all this okay cool it's this is a hot, new, clean experience. I'm going to play this now. And I'm totally going to keep playing that game. That game is great. And I did not mind starting over. Even though I had saves, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do a fresh one. I say that every morning about 8 o'clock. All right. <laughs> uh, John, we talked about Diablo. I guess they, you ended up diving into XCOM 2? Well, I tried. I tried to play a lot this week. I didn't have a ton of time to play. And when I did, it was not spent productively. Diablo, I definitely got some things done in, but uh, XCOM, I got in, ready to go, and then proceeded to spend all my time making my friends in the character pool and then closed <laughs> the game. I didn't actually play any of it, so yeah. uh, that was where my time there was spent, and I got some mods. I also fell down that rabbit hole of like, oh, what if I got some mods? What if... Did what you if there do were the, new armors in this game? Did you do the cool... There's a lot of Star Wars stuff in there. Did you do some of that? There is. I'm always I'm always tempted to, but I, I very rarely do because I actually there's something about having your soldiers have a uniform look, even though that's really not the spirit of this story, because it's supposed to be like a militia uprising resistance. But I kind of like the idea of now look at us. We all got our team uniforms and I kind of power ranger it up. Where everybody has colors that belong to them. Sure. Is it like an immersion breaking thing, too? Because I like mods, but when they're distinctly like from a franchise, I'm like, oh, this breaks immersion. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. And I, I had done some fun things back when I made everybody before. Like, I had downloaded some voice packs. So I don't remember who it was, but I made someone sound like Rick from Rick and Morty. And I enjoyed <laughs> that for a little bit. But then I was just like, what if we just didn't invite him on the team anymore? Uh, so, the but best it's, it's voice, fun. The best voice packs together are the ones in other languages. Yeah. What's great is that, what's great about that is they don't have to be English. So, like, my robot was French. Mm hmm. So he'd, you know, say, oh, je vais, je vais placer ici. And then like a robot voice. And I was like, this is awesome. That's pretty cool. <laughs> He's speaking French. Well, Another really that. good voice pack is uh, Mass Effect. Mm. There's a lot of lines in Mass Effect that translate really well to uh, to XCOM. Mm. And so uh, that oh. fits pretty well, actually. Yeah, that's awesome. It's funny, though, because building characters in that game is its own game, kind of. You know, it kind of is. Yeah, yeah. Is. especially with the voice. Actually, the, you just reminded me. I went deep. You can go deep browsing. You're just like, oh, there's voice packs, and it's like, 
because video games are kind of like here's a storm you could probably rip everything out of there and make a voice pack out of everything ripped from the heroes client yeah and you probably put it on the workshop and it won't get taken down you know right yeah imagine having anduit in there oh my gosh oh that'd be great <laughs> I'm here to no. He doesn't say I'm here to help. What's oh, you can probably also easily get all the Overwatch characters in there. In fact, I know some are in there, but I mean, they've got to be say in there, Overwatch yeah. all the time. That's I mean, when I heard Overwatch, I thought XCOM because that's just what you do in that game. Right. So all those strategy games have some sort of Overwatch in them. Uh, that's cool. I need to keep. I'm still going in there, but I I haven't played it since I talked about it last. But I I think XCOM Two is rad. Now the thing I'm most interested in hearing is that again I didn't mention this, but I did get some ESO time in. I finished out the big storyline in the Orc City of Orsinium in uh, Elder Scrolls Online, and I ended up loving that storyline. I really dug where that went in the end. Um, it was a little rough at the beginning because it was it's an older one, and I thought, oh, this is before they got their chops, so they didn't really have their awesome new quest design stuff down and deeper into it i got the better it got and it just ended on an awesome note so anyway i've been playing that and i keep thinking oh when am i i gotta get more friends into this so here i see eso dot 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 sorta under john's list uh-huh. you're gonna be annoyed okay what'd you do i pa- i downloaded it i yeah. patched it yeah i took all the time i needed for that i logged in I deleted my old crappy character that I didn't want anymore. Who yeah. I mean, was still in like the tutorial or whatever. It yeah. wasn't, wasn't wasn't like I was deleting a big high level character. Right. Uh, I started making a new character. I played with all the sliders. I was very unhappy with how my character's <laughs> face looked, and I ran out of time and I logged <laughs> logged out of the game. <laughs> Did you lose the guy? Yeah. Oh, you didn't it. even finish him. <laughs> <laughs> well you're right i am very disappointed it's very disappointing and uh <laughs> most people know this about me i am extremely picky even in games where i'm gonna play in first person i'm not even gonna see the stupid character i'm extremely picky about making my character uh the way i want the character to appear to sound all of that i can't tell you how many dragon age origins characters i went through <laughs> it's an obscene amount if it was a stat they tracked it would just say ridiculous. I, for the longest time, Dragon Age Origins was my most played game. And I only ever played through the game twice. But I played through all the origin intro stories probably three or four times each just because I'd get to the end of it and I'd go, I don't like the way that face looks. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. But also I understand it. I do. I totally get that. Yeah. But it'll mean a lot of restarts. All right. Well, one of these days we'll... I'll see you in the the world of uh, what's it called, Tamriel. And, yeah, uh, that's it. Yeah, that's the name of the place. You guys say keep it Tamriel. Yeah, keep it Tamriel all the time. <laughs> keep it Tamriel. Tamriel. Anyway, some tamriel, of that Nern root and keep it Tamriel. It's uh, it's still a little. <laughs> I already found it. <laughs> I get a lot of heat for cheating on WoW with this game, but I really like what they're doing. It's neat. It's a very cool thing, and it's not a typical MMO. I just don't feel like I'm. Well, I've talked about this before, but I don't feel like I'm being pushed down the same roads I am in typical MMO structure. It's just a lot of rad story and cool character development, and a pretty amazing, robust crafting system, which I usually don't like, and I really like it here. So I don't know. Game's game's doing it for me. Uh, also, I listen to the music a lot. Like every day, I have ESO music playing. I'll I'll start shows with it. It's mainly because twitch won't ban it but also because it's just very good it's very yeah but i mean bethesda's always pretty good about their 
Yeah. There's soundtrack music too, right? Like it's good. Yeah. They've got good people in the musical corner. Yeah. And they just, they do great riffs on the, on the old Elder Scrolls theme, which has been around forever. Um, probably the most famous one was the, you know, the Skyrim one is, is pretty epic and unique, but this, this stuff is a lot of, you know, different takes on that same theme and it's just very good. And like there's it. one they feared. Yep. There you Get go. Dovahkiin. <laughs> Dovahkiin. Although that Dragonborn. Wow. It's like I'm playing it for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Any minute now I'm gonna be in a cart being dragged down to some place to get executed. <laughs> very excited juniper berries that's yeah. my favorite part is when he talks about the mead with juniper, juniper berries yeah. yeah oh and liam is all over eso my gosh that guy's every five minutes i run into a well not every five minutes but a lot i'll run into a, a npc that'll be liam o'brien it freaks me out doing english accents and stuff it's great anyway Does it, do you ever get neutral liam uh oh yeah because um, for sure just talking he liam. doesn't get a lot of voice work where it's just liam talking like liam <laughs> i agree but i think it actually he has a really good voice in that regard yeah i'm just surprised no one's ever like hey can you just do your normal kind of nerdy dude voice yeah you get oh where did i put that i have one of these that i sent him recently just to tease him let's see here it is let's see if i can play it oh it's not as easy as i thought it would be well, all right. Anyway, I thought I could find it easy. Password protected? No, it's just not. It's like way back in our text history. Oh, um, I see. I see. Because okay. I was, we were talking about Mr. X and some other stuff. He was laughing at my playthrough of RE2, and then I found that thing. Anyway, but it is him just going, oh, hey, it's nice to see a real hero around this part of town. And it's just him talking, which is unusual to hear that. It's Pr- true. Pretty it's cool. True. It freaks me out whenever I hear his normal voice. So... Bo, you wrote down something called Love Esquire. Is that a... What is that? You ready for this one? Yeah, what is that? Why don't you open up Steam and search for Love Esquire? Oh, Oh, no. What is this going to lead to? It's going to be some nudity gaming sim or something, isn't it? uh, Encore, since we've changed direction, we've brought up, you know, the visual novel game. What is this? Much derision. And, you know, in my experiences through Steam, I've been getting advertised more and more of these waifu games. And I saw Love Esquire. I did a bit of research about it. Uh And I said, all right, let me try this game. (laughs) And I'm like, and look, man, I don't want to buy it. I played offline so no one would see me log into Love Esquire on my friends list. But listen, we do show about games and we talk about the games we played. And I feel... It'd be a live omission not to tell you that I played Love Escort. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's a JRPG, though, is it? Um, well, it has a very light uh, Final Fantasy One esque like RPG component, but it, it's so in this game you play a squire of a knight. So you're not an awesome person; you suck, and everyone reminds you of it. And since the barbarians are coming to yeah. the town, yeah. Um, you're probably going to die in four months because the death rate of squires is 80%. So you don't want to die a virgin. So your um, knight, Sir Hugh, is helping you train up in order to become uh, not a loser. Uh 
and eventually settle down with one or maybe more of the five prominent female characters of the game uh-huh. before the barbarians come. Okay. And I have logged five hours into this game and I still haven't gotten anywhere. Nobody <laughs> <wants to. laughs> uh, so, which made me sort of respect it a little bit in the sense that, you know, it's not just like, boom, they're going to make you earn it. Yeah. Well, it's not a, it's not a, it's not it's not erotica in the sense of like pornography. It's like the romance novels that you might buy, but in gamer form. Well, here's the, I gotta though, say, I'm looking at some images and, look, and uh, I'm not sensing a lot of romance. It had a surprising guest cameo. Uh, Jesse Cox, I think, voice acts and plays the character boss, who's the bartender of the tavern. Wow. And um, oh, yeah, there he is. It looks just like him too. Oh, Jesse. Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, like I said, I think if you're going to play any one of these, this is like like this is not made by a Japanese studio. They're like from Philippines, I think, but they have anti-pornography laws. So there was some help on this side of the pond getting it onto Kickstarter or something like that. But um, it was it was not an unpleasurable experience so far. I'm right. trying to. <laughs> so the, the girls that I'm trying to woo the most are is the princess of the kingdom, okay. who's very sadistic and, you know, insulting. And I'm kind of like, oh, I like that. And then, um, why do you not? Then, why does the character... other one, the other one is my sister. Oh man, wow, <laughs> but it's, wow. It's, well, that's one of the characters that you can romance, and her the voice actress for that one is definitely the same one as Tracer. Um, oh, really, really, and, yeah, <laughs> this is her other gig, huh? Yeah. Tracer and, and I'm sister fairly lover. certain it's pretty distinct, you know, she's a fairly distinct voice. Wow. Um, Okay. Why is but it? Why is it? It's a stepsister, so it's okay. Oh, uh, that right. makes. I'm an okay. adopted child, a uh-huh. good time loser, and uh, so you know they had to adopt me. So yeah. Why does the dude have no eyes? What's that about? It's it's a weird art choice. Uh, the non-important characters don't have eyes, and since you're also not important, you don't have eyes, and it's just an aesthetic choice that is that is um disconcerting and uncomfortable but i kind of respect it for that i'm like oh you like they they could have easily drawn eyes for people and they, and they don't so this is like an artistic choice as part of the game which is just kind of one of the fascinating things about this game okay but you know as you've said about this game i can definitely report that there's little to the game part you know you know it's like it's definitely on the side of you know it's a it's a it's it's like a romance novel <laughs> have you ever read a romance novel no i've never no. read. i've one. read a couple they're really pornographic like and the reason why i read them was my grandmother would have stacks of 60 and you know she'd like take 10 into the bookstore and bring 10 out like just go through them like tons of romance novels yeah and then when you open it up it's 10 and, and you see like sexually explicit descriptions of sexual acts in there you're just like whoa this is crazy yeah um that's so lady, I it's think lady it's porn, porn right? They always say that's lady porn. That's how the ladies get their porn. They do, but you sort of assume it's all about feelings, and it's not. It, they're all like they're just it's just graphic word descriptions of sex at certain points in yeah. the narrative. Yeah, but um, it's way more erotic than you would think or believe. Like it's because you know in your ten, you're like, whoa, this is interesting. I love romance novels. Well, this is what What's let me gonna... tell you. Let me read the description of this on the site. It says you usually play as a hero, but not this time. You're a lowly squire who's on an epic quest to get laid. Here's the catch. You've only got a few months left to find the girl of your dreams before you're shipped off to war. So get good, like G-I-T-G-U-D. Mm-hmm. Get good, get laid, and find man's greatest pleasure in love, Esquire. 
All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Esquire. I feel like I feel like the, the respect for me in the room is lowering. <laughs> no, 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 I think no. it's I think it's awesome that you did this. The oh, the closest I got was uh, Doki Doki Literature Club, which is only pretending to be one of these. So I'm yeah, that's I a meta game. Awesome yeah. that you took the plunge. I see those games. You look at them. You get curious. You go, what is this? Mm. And you look through it. I'm proud of you for taking the plunge and doing it. Yeah, I wasn't going to do this. Somebody had to. You did it. I think that's great. Are the what's the um, simulation games? Is that what this is under? I, th- I would say it's like either visual novel or some other. I don't know if it has tags or not. Okay. Dating sim. Dating sims. Might be that. Like it really is about at the end of the day romancing the, you know, the potential girlfriends. And at the end, I think there's an ending where you can get all five of them to, you know, you get a, the harem ending that I've read about. But like it's, um, I think the general idea is you pick one from the people you're courting. And then you have a night of intimacy before you go off to war. And it isn't any more or less adult than romancing Triss or, you know, Yennefer in. Those are arguably more adult than what I've encountered in Love Esquire. It's just, I think, the thing about Love Esquire is Witcher is a game. And Love Esquire is like very minute. It's like, you know, text adventure point and click at best. You know, like it's very non gamey. But, uh, you know, the writing is actually not too bad in it. But, you know, huh. I, I'm still scared of the genre generally. I get like, you. I don't ever want to play hentai Asmodeus that I see here. Maybe. So <laughs> the, the one I ran into, I keep running into is that dumb. I thought it was going to be dumb, but apparently this people like this, that Colonel Sanders thing. I love you, Colonel Sanders finger looking good. Oh, yeah, That's a dating sim. Eh? Yeah. Overwhelmingly positive. Now, I don't know if that's just trolling this thing and just saying. Uh, there is some memory to ironically liking something. Um yeah. But I think people genuine. I think whoever was behind that, like, have have their fingers tapped in on the pulse of what the fans of that genre would like. Yeah. So, I uh, own. I haven't played it yet, but I own Dream Daddy because I heard that that game actually had phenomenal writing and was a really good story. And I thought eh, I'll check it out and played it yet. But you should play that. <laughs> you should play so, that. I'm looking at that right now. What, Dream Daddy on, what is Dream Daddy? Is that where you date the dad of your dreams? Uh, uh, it's where you're a dad dating other dads. It says here, bad Dream dating, Daddy. A dad, dad dating. Yes, it says Dad Dating Simulator is a great game where you play as a dad and your goal is to meet and romance other hot dads. Are you ready? Hi. Or, hi, ready. I'm dad. Oh, I <laughs> it's see. It's a dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a dad joke. You're right. Oh, yeah. This oh is highly reviewed or highly... Uh, well yeah, it was very well received. It was uh, very highly reviewed, and I thought, eh, sure, try it. Why not? Okay. How much is this game? Fifteen bucks. All right. So, so you've got your um, dating game that's Dream Daddy, and I've got Love Esquire. Now the question is, which game are we getting Scott? To oh play? my gosh, dude! <laughs> yeah. I'll try the KFC one. Maybe that'll get me started. <laughs> you know what that's perfect you talk about eating junk food and having regrets all the time yeah i do i should i totally do oh my gosh that's your homework we're we're gonna do a book club thing we're each gonna take our romance games and continue playing them okay and then next week we'll talk about them okay okay Okay. i I will do this i'll do this yeah Yeah. i'll play kentucky fried man buns (laughs) what it's called something like that kentucky fried i think God's going to be disappointed based on what he thinks that game is called. I don't know what it's going to be like. I have really no expectation, but apparently it's like legit 
in the genre. Um, oh, wow. Okay, I got to get out of this category because some of this stuff is like, they're not kidding around. Whoa. No, and they'll show you things if you click. Yeah, I don't I don't know why I'm even in here. All right, we're skipping out of there. <laughs> I'm not really into the anime ladies, but I'll tell you what. Uh uh I'll play the I'll play K- Kentucky yeah, Fried Chicken. Play Colonel man. Sanders cuz I'm I'm curious about it, but <clears throat> it took a lot for me like I was just worried. I'm like what are people going to think on my friends list once they see me load up Love Esquire? <laughs> but I'm like I'm like I'm just like I'm genuinely curious about this game. There's something appealing about the art style and the boobies. I mean the colors of (laughs) (laughs) i did that on purpose i know i know i have no problem uh in fact i think it's actually good for the show for us to because i don't know what this stuff is and i'm i'm very judgmental about it because i just assume it's all garbage but people like it like the all the ones we've talked about so far today are all really well reviewed and not just you know it's not just porn yeah, like hentai um, Asmodeus. Yeah, uh, that I'm not into, but I could, I could see, you know, it's the, it's the ones you see them for 99 cents on the Steam list, where it's like it was one called Seek Girl. Yeah, and all it is is like there's nine panels and they're hiding a picture, and then a little thing pops up and you click it and it reveals one of the panels. And I think you do that nine times and it shows you the picture. Oh, Seek Girl and, one, two, and three are all, and that's all the game is. And I'm like, this does not deserve respect. Although I think it's still reviewed. I'm like, this can't be. That's just like simulating trying to look at porn in the age of dial-up. Like, mm-hmm. it's just an extra process to it. Yep. Plus, Seat Girl uh, 3 is currently on sale for $0.69. Cents. I see what they're doing. I see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's lovely. I don't get it. Uh, they're probably it's... trying your processor power to farm Bitcoin while you do it. Pro- so. Probably. <laughs> also, they just showed me uh, something I true. can't believe I... You know what? I'm going to share it with <laughs> yeah. you guys here. <laughs> This Be is careful you. when you enter here. Here's no, no. This is fine. Here you go on our Discord. Check this out. I'm uncomfortable about it. I don't like it. What? Yeah. Is, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so for those at home, it's a green-haired anime girl being taunted by somebody holding a eel. Well, yeah, it looks right, like so, an eel, but it's also kind of spitting at her. Ew. The thing is, it's a it's a fish. Yeah. Out of water, yeah, and uh-huh. the water is dripping down his fingers. Now they didn't draw it blue; they made it a clear white, you know, Ew. adjacent color. Ew. Ew, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's very, it's very, very opaque, and it's suge- suggestedness as to what's going on. However, <laughs> one is not touching the other, yeah, and they could be two independent animations they're just in your mind when you look at it you're like well clearly this is you know one would hope an allusion to more real like a musical genre within i have a feeling that gift's gonna end up on the tms or on your thing when you say good night to people you scott you post (laughs) i love doing i love doing my good night gifts because i make those those are home homegrown gifts are they i'm appreciative of them i'm like i know when scott goes to bed because there's some weird plastic head exploding into like macarons. I like, I like doing that for some reason I, I get a kick out of that but what I'll do is if I find something weird somewhere I'll go oh this would be a good gif and I'll capture it go through the work of like creating a gif file out of it shortening it doing all the stuff I have to do with it and then posting it so they're like home it's like a grass-fed beef man I'm making my own gifs yeah, you're not lazy getting your hundredth Nathan Fillion gif off of Giffy, yeah, you make your own. That's name. right. If I'm going to make the Nathan Fillion thing, I'm firing up like Firefly and making my own. That's what I'm going to do. 
I make my own, but I do it through Giphy because I'm bad at making GIFs out of mine. Well, so. Giphy's got a pretty good yeah, I do bunch too. of I'm tools. Not judging. But I use, I'm, I'm weird. I, I use full-on like Adobe Premiere. And like, I'm <laughs> gonna do it, do it right. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to remember this the next time. You're like, man, I don't have time to do anything. And I just picture Scott in the director's chair making his 50th gift. Of the day. <laughs> There's something about it. I've got a giant. Yeah, I have a giant There'll sheet a, of gifts I've made that I'm very proud. There'll of. be a documentary about you posthumously, like hundreds of years in the future. Like the great Scott Johnson made. 200,000 gifts all stored on his computer. Yeah, nobody knows. In fact, here's my Giphy page chat room. You guys can use them at will. I got lots of like good ones for muting people. When uh, we reach the inevitable conclusion, when we re replace emojis and we just speak in GIFs, which some of us are already there, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Scott will be looked at as a modern artist who contributed the most to our GIF society. Uh, discovered after his death yeah that poo one is gross man. by the way yeah that, that poo one's rough the worst i don't thing like about... that the poo goes back into his butt. <laughs> the, wor the worst part about that is i drew that made that i a... know it's not the worst part it's well no the reason but... it's bad is because i made that in a um i made that in a new animation program i'm messing with uh -huh. yeah procreate's got this like awesome new animation mode and i needed to do something quick and loopy and i'm like well what do i do and then <laughs> that's what came to mind so there's two That's, verses. What, what, why do you even think of a person handstanding with no pants on but has a shirt? I don't know. You know, like that detail came to you. He's definitely wearing a shirt. Oh, yeah, no, no pants or underwear. He's got shoes on. Yeah. And the poo is shooting straight out like a projectile, <laughs> but it goes back down into the butt. It doesn't land on the butt and fall off. It yeah. goes right in the hole. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's disturbing. It's very disturbing. I like I, I'll give it to you. But uh, like you see some recent gifts here from King of the Hill because they – King of the Hill cracks me up, so I capture these as I watch it. Uh, what else? Oh, there's a shot of... Here, you this... know, the Sonic bending over and pooping a little ring is extremely disturbing. <laughs> I don't know why that cracked me up so bad. <laughs> but that's that one I just put in the chat in our Discord is... Oh, uh, yeah, your box fell down. Yeah, it scared the hell out of me the other day. It happened without me doing anything. It just fell, and it was loud and uh, freaked me out. Anyway, uh, yeah, and I do a lot of film sack caps and stuff like that you know just stuff like what's what's this one there's a guy sticking his tongue on a table and a knife stabbing it and then a foot also sticking knives yeah it's some weird 3d artist and i his stuff is he might be the same guy that does the face with all the balloons coming out of it okay that one looks wild yeah, yeah the face stuff is rough some of that stuff like sometimes i'm intrigued by it some of the, sometimes i'm horrified by it yeah sometimes i'm all of those things while looking at the same one yep yep uh my, oh there's my, one of john yeah there's oh there's some of john there's one of you in oh, here in there? No. uh i got an old i got an old bow one this is really good for an audio podcast um but i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna share this <laughs> with Bo here. we're doing gif review tonight there you go see that's you doing oh, a... <laughs> back when i had tape on my glasses like, <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> looking real looking real poor there <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. You broke them and you had to you had to tape them. Hey, we've yeah, all been I there. I still have to buy new glasses. What are you wearing right now? Nothing. Oh, you have something on. I'm just wearing the predecessors. I had another pair I forgot about, so oh. I'm good. But you know, all right. I can use new glasses. Well, instead of a haircut, I think you know Daisy comes over. I'll ask her to come with me to shop for glasses and mm -hmm. give me her opinion. Nice. 
Um, finally, you bought Hades, which John and I have had for a while on the Epic Store, but you got it on the new uh, early access post they have on Steam, and they gave you a free mm -hmm. copy of Pyre with that. Is that correct? Right. So you may be thinking, well, I could have got it for free, and so yeah, I paid twenty bucks for it. But you know, I haven't really given Supergiant a lot of money, so I kind of feel okay about buying their game. Mm -hmm. And what pushed me over the edge was uh, for the impulse buy because I bought it today before the show was Pyre for free. I'm like, oh, I get to try Pyre too. John said a lot of good stuff about that game. Why not? Yeah, so Pyre. two games for 20 bucks, two good games for 20 bucks. Um, yeah. And Hades looks amazing. Yeah, it is uh, good. It's very good. It, it, and the review it's reviewing really well, even on Steam, despite it being exclusive. There's a lot of great positive comments on there. And what I saw in the trailer looked like almost like Heroes of the Storm kind of UI elements, like or just mobile elements, like these weird... These weird UI things that look like it got kind of crazy. It just was interesting to me and inexpensive enough for me to gamble on it. So I picked it up. Yeah, it's a very it's a very it. cool game. I like where they're going with it. It's I mean, it's a little in the it's the in the vein of a roguelike sort of um dark or uh, dead cells. Dark dead cells, yeah. Yeah, that's that kind of game, but they're doing enough new stuff where it feels pretty fresh. I like it. It's very mm, good. It looks good. And I didn't really go deep on Bastion, Transistor, you know, where I'm like, oh maybe I could play it. So I'm like hear good things about them maybe this will be the game i spend a lot of time with so i bought it and i'm excited nice i'm glad you got it we'll hear about that in the future but now this that's a good question an email from a listener not an email yeah it is an email from troy thorson which is a cool name sounds like a greek god or something mm -hmm. uh he wrote in says core 12 fourth ish i don't know what that means anyway it says this the date of the episode oh, oh okay gotcha he says this, the term crocodile tears comes from saltwater crocodiles producing tears in order to remove excess salt from their bodies. Saltwater iguanas sneeze out excess salt as well. So our thing about crocodile tears where I was confused what they meant. I thought when someone said, oh, they're crying crocodile tears. I thought it just meant big tears, but what it means is they're faking it because crocodiles don't cry. They just have salt water to get rid of. It'd so be if like someone's a, pretending to be sick and they're not, you just say, hmm. Those are iguana boogers. Yeah, those are iguana snot rockets. Yeah, is what you'd say. Yeah, no, that's exactly right, John. I think you got it. You nailed it. Okay. Uh, Troy, thanks for the uh, correction and the update. We appreciate it. We really, really do. If you'd like to be like him and send in an email, <laughs> we had some other game-related ones, but they're very long, so I did the short, dumb one today, just because you know why not. Uh, you can send those in to us at the uh, website. Go to uh, frogpants.com/core. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, 801-471-0462. I think that's going to do it for today's show. Yeah, Had a yeah, great time. I think, uh, we covered a lot of ground. We learned a lot of new things about one another. And uh, I feel yeah. closer to you all. And we have a challenge for next Wednesday. We're going to play our little dating sims. Who will come out on yeah. top? Both figuratively and literally. Find out next week on CORE. Uh, in the meantime, we are uh, supported wholly by you people. So if you guys want to support us, that would be awesome. We'd really, really appreciate it. Head on over to patreon.com slash core show and do so. That's patreon.com slash core show. All the details are there. So whatever you're looking for, you'll find it. Thanks to everybody who already supports us. And we look forward to hearing from more of you. Frogpants.com slash core is our website. You'll find everything there, including our Twitter accounts, core pod for the show. John's at John underscore Jagger. I'm at Scott Johnson. Bo is at Bo Schwartz. You can find more stuff like this at frogpants.com. That's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Wait up here and make a fight of it. Because they know all the tricks, that's why. With us at their backs and the Federalists facing them, they wouldn't have a chance. Oh, oh this old movie, dude. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it just, just yet. <clears throat> Good day, everyone. Good day, indeed. It's time for core, which means I need to call everybody, which I will do right now. Except I don't have it open over here. I will shortly. Badges? Badges. We don't need to show you any badges. I didn't realize that was the movie that came from. But I didn't either. Where did I? I ha, what movie is that? Because I have heard that, so and I've is, said that before, and I definitely haven't seen that movie. It's nineteen nineteen forty nines or forty eights. The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. We're watching okay. it for Current Geek because we're doing this like top two hundred movies of all time thing for Current Geek, and I've heard it before because people riff on it, but the it's not exactly the same. Yeah, they also usually misquote it. It's I, I always heard it as badges. We don't got no stinking badges or something. Yeah, like that. or we don't need no stinking badges. Yeah, we don't need no stinking badges. And That's he goes, what it is. We don't need to show these these we badges. We don't need no oh. stinking badges. Listen to that. That's sexy. Hi, Bo. Jizz. Jizz. What? What? I thought I heard somebody say jizz. Uh, no. no, you're hearing you're hearing what you want to hear again, Bo. I didn't hear that. <laughs> that would be gnarly. Did someone say jizz? <laughs> it might have been an ad that auto played. <laughs> for what? <laughs> it's on Twitch. I'm loading up the chat room. It's for jizz. You know. Are you looking to have a baby? You're gonna need one thing. Gonna <laughs> know jizz. <laughs> You're going to need that and some eggs. Lady eggs. We got you covered. <laughs> eggs? I was picturing chicken eggs. <laughs> we got everything you need down at the Baby Making Emporium. We got eggs. We got jizz. We got a bed. Everything you want. We got it here. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, it's fine. Look, hey, you come in here saying I, I heard, jizz. It's fine. I interrupted your conversation about something meaningful. It wasn't very know. meaningful. It wasn't. Yeah, it really and it wasn't. it was completely sidelined. Uh, it's a musical instrument in Star Wars. Never forget that they're jizz musicians in Star Wars. Shut up, really? Yeah. What's the what's Is that what the, they're actually called? Yeah, the jizz. How would I know them from? Like from the uh, bump, I don't the know Muppet the Cantina one? bands playing the jizz. I think uh, some of them are. So who? <laughs> they're called the jizz. Oh, that music's called jizz music. Or is it? Or is it the? Or the things they're playing are called jizz? I thought it was the instrument. Oh. Hold on. Right, here we go. Star Wars. Star jizz. Wars jizz. Star Wars instrument. Yep. The first result is the Wikipedia. Oh yeah. J I Z Z. Jizz was a genre of music. I think jizz whalers were musicians. They're they're riffing on they're riffing on jazz, right? That's what they're doing. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Because think well, about it. You think that George Lucas in the seventies going, you know, it's like jazz except jizz. He just changed it. I changed oh, I, the A to an I. Now it means jazz. Now it says jazz, everybody. George Lucas talking about jizz. <laughs> Please tell me there's no site that gives you uh, well, a brief history of Star Wars and jizz. Uh, 
Uh, let's see if there's any videos. I'm looking for interview. Okay, no. so it's not a it's not an instrument. It's a type of music in Star Wars. Jizz yeah. music. I'm right. a fan of jizz. You would say. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm, into it. I'm a fan of jizz. I don't. I don't like fusion jizz though. Not into it. So if you went in and there was a band and they were just getting ready and they were like, "What kind of music you want to hear?" We were like, "Hey, yeah, you you into jizz? Yeah, you like the jizz? <laughs> T- tell us more about your interest in the jizz." Yeah, the first reference to jizz comes in the novelization of Return of the Jedi, which describes Max Rebo's band at work. Although <laughs> Max Rebo had been leading his band through a variation on a popular jizz whaler standard. Sai Snoodles slyly batted her long eyelashes and began belting out improvised lyrics that would have been officially banned by the Empire. Yeah, this is... Oh, jeez. Yeah, jizz is what Illegal jizz. Yeah. I'm more of a smooth jizz fan myself. (laughs) I find I can put it on during meals. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's, There's nothing quite like sitting out on your back porch, summer, nice dinner, and some smooth jizz playing in the background. Yeah, it's smooth jizz. I'm telling you, I guarantee you, whoever wrote that, George Lucas or some official author guy, they thought it was funny to say jazz. Instead of jazz in our alien world, we're going to have jizz, but they don't. It, but, did, it didn't mean it back then, though. Like, like listen, here's mean. another excerpt. In the 1997 novel, Planet of Twilight, C-3PO additions to play jizz at a cantina called Wookiee's Codpiece on <laughs> Nim Drovis. The assistant manager is less than impressed with C-3PO's jizz skills. And he says, you sound like a fester in jizz box. I got a fester in jizz box right over there in that corner, the manager tells 3PO. Whoa. Now see here, C-3PO, that kind of playing can uh, happen maybe in your Moss Eisley cantina, but here in the Wookiee's codpiece, we only <laughs> handle good jizz. So hold on a second. That's 97? They knew. They knew. No, there's no jizz in 1997. I knew in 97. Yeah, I knew in 97. Come on, in 1997. <laughs> yeah, 97. Jizz invented. Well, hang on. <laughs> when was jizz invented? Uh, jizz year one. Was. It was. It was year the one, jizz day whiz. two. Yeah, I don't know. Right, I, I, here. I've got an entomology. The jizz whiz. Uh, why is that playing? <laughs> the on. jizz whiz. The jizz whiz. All right, we're getting rid of him. Uh, yeah, the word. Uh, they're not, you're not going to get a good answer from uh, that one dictionary. I'm on dictionary. a stack exchange. Entirely possible that it's drawn from Hindi, uh, jism, body, female or male genitals, Ugh. whence seminal fluid come, 1899. Uh, Hindi word is pronounced jism in formal speech. Yeah, so D- the J-I-S- word's been around for J-I-S-M? a while. It, J-I-S-M. Yeah, yeah. So, so just based on this cursory search here, that syllable definitely existed in one language or another and was tied to what we're thinking of, not yeah. the Star Wars music. I want to live in a world where we never shortened or abbreviated anything. <laughs> <laughs> Someone in the heat of the moment was like, oh, I do believe I'm about to pass on my jism to you. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Wiktionary uh, says the term was first used in print in 1922 in Thomas Coward's Country Diary column. <laughs> From the Manchester Guardian of 1926, December 19th, blah, 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 blah. he attributed to a West Coast Irishman and explained, <laughs> if we are walking on the road and see far ahead someone whom we recognize, although we can neither distinguish features nor particular clothing, we may be certain that we are not mistaken. 
There is something in the carriage, the walk, the general appearance, which is familiar. It is, in fact, the individual's jizz. Oh. <laughs> I don't think he used that word no. right in the first time he used the word. <laughs> no, it meant something else then, right? Also, real... Uh, wait, what's the thing? Oh, I can't think of it. Schrodinger's jizz that we're talking about right there. <laughs> oh, here's another definition that is surprising. Better than check off jizz. characteristics of a bird species <laughs> that enable when you it. see jizz and it's going to be plot relevant later. <laughs> <laughs> well, bird watchers, um, I guess, referred to. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a, uh, it, um, let's see. Overall impression or appearance of a bird garnered from such features as shape posture flying style or other habitual movement size and coloration so you could say i really admire that the jizz of that bird you could say it's something that's immediately <laughs> recognizable hey like bird you, i like the cut of your jizz <laughs> when you when you see something that can have a lot of variation but you're able to determine what it is instantly because you are experienced yeah like i think you're struck with jizz you get struck with the jizz with the jizz <laughs> yeah wow wow all right. So I'm looking for the first sex use of it. I guess this is, it's, they say Hindu here, but. Hey, everybody, know. when did jizz get sexy? Well, I think it's just everybody shortened the, the jism. Mm -hmm. And, and that, I mean, even saying that sounds like the 70s called and wants their word back, right? Like it's super old sounding. Uh, so I think that's just a shortening <laughs> of that. But where did how did we get here? What did, what did we when, start with? When did we transition into creamy peen? Oh, I know, because Bo came Star on and Wars. thought one of us said it. Yeah, and then yeah. and then we found out we oh. didn't, and now we've learned oh, that. It's still blowing my mind that that's what the music's called in Star Wars. Because I I didn't know that until I today. didn't know. I didn't know that. That was totally <laughs> news to me. I was like, what? How come, John? John, how come you were so quick with that fact? How come that just came to the top of your mind so quickly? Uh, when is it not on the top of my mind? That's a fact I need to pull out on a frequent basis. Yeah, that's his, his Star Wars jizz routine. That'll get you attention at parties. For sure. Hey, everybody, did you know there's a form of music in Star Wars called jizz? <laughs> I swear they meant. I'm telling you, they tried to think they were. They thought they were being clever as a play on jazz. I guarantee it. <laughs> yep. Especially, know. especially listening to the kind of music that you get in the cantina and the weird-lipped freaking puppet lady in the third movie. Like that's it's jazz, it's a form yeah. of jazz. Oh, I hate that stuff. I hate that third Muppet stuff they do. I hate it. Well, you know what they say about jizz music. <laughs> what do they say? It's about the notes they aren't playing. Ah, <laughs> uh, all the jizz Those standards. Sad notes, I guess. <laughs> yeah, very sad wah, notes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's a hell of a pre. That's a great patreon only file i feel uh, like it has to come with a content warning it might have we're to earned our paycheck this week yeah well we'll be back uh <laughs> let's call them jisms what's wrong with me we'll be back patrons uh after this because we're gonna do a show this bo says that the JizzCon would be a jazz convention is that what you said yeah get tickets to JizzCon. i like yeah, it JizzCon would be a jazz convention how much would it cost what's my what am i paying for tickets Two hundred dollars. Oh, geez, that's as bad as BlizzCon. I'm not going to that. Well, yeah. do you know what they call a bunch of people on a boat in Star Wars? Uh, a jizz boat. What? Seaman. <laughs> dude. Wait, what? <laughs> that is that real? No, there's an old joke that says, "What's long?" Oh, I can't believe I'm saying this joke. 
What's John got me to do it? What's long and hard and full of semen? And the jo- and the answer it's supposed to offend everybody with a question, and then you say it's it's a it's a submarine. Oh, it's a boat. You it's dirty a submarine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You dirty minded bastard. John yeah. started it. That's right, Wicked Kitten. You heard him. You heard him. All right, for real patrons, we'll be back. It's a visual novel for Vampire Bloodlines. Yeah, which is what? Which just is... out of nowhere, this coteries of New York or whatever, and it looks really cool. Oh yeah, look at that! So wait, it's this like, is you just know, a I think novel? I'm gonna give it a bit of time because I can't play it like the second. But like, I'm really looking forward to that second one, right? Bloodlines. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, they they released an appetizer leading up to the game, and it like I don't think I mean it's a vampire thing, so you know, erotica will be some part of it. Maybe not a lot, but it'll be visual novel style. I don't know. It just looks cool. What is Connery? Really let's see. Let me see if there's some audio here. Can people live here? Can you imagine? They commute, work, party, live. Seems like some bad VO, but all right. Well, all we can do is hope that it doesn't suck. <laughs> a cadre is a small group of people with shared interests or tastes, especially one that is exclusive of other people. Oh, cadre. I always thought it was spelled different. I've heard no, that. It, a cadre no, of friends. This is spelled different. You're thinking C A D R E. Yeah. Like yeah. a cadre, cadre of people. They're all similar minded. Co- co- sorry, coterie. Coterie. So it is coterie. Coteries of New York. Where you keep your coats. All right. Uh, positive so far on this. People seem to dig it. Uh, let's see if there's any nudity in it. Uh, <laughs> one character's name is called Prince Panhard. Oh, nice. I don't that's, know about that one. That's what you want. Panhard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This character's name looks like a woman. Shouldn't uh, be, so I don't understand Prince should, Panhard. Shouldn't be hard pan? Is that the proper way of saying that? Or do I not? When it's a Prince? last name. Uh, name see. changed when they moved to New Hampshire back in the day. Just finished my first playthrough at four hours, and I got to say, it's not bad. It's actually very good. It's just short. Oh, well. No, yeah. I mean, it does seem like an appetizer leading up to the main event. So. 19 bucks is pretty expensive for that, though, if it's only four hours. Long. Yeah, I mean, that's what held me back was just like, this came out of nowhere. It's on the store. Didn't see an article about it or anything, so I don't know what this is. But, so you, it, like, you know, the art looks amazing. Like, I love the art style. So you have um, some, you have general positivity toward, like, vampire tropes and stuff like that? Um, I actually kind of hate vampire stuff yeah. for the most part, but, but anything yeah, based on a vampire role-playing game is intriguing. Interesting. Like, um, and, and the MMO too, the world was it world of not world of darkness, you know, CCP oh, uh, was working on a really awesome sounding game where you start as a human and you try to stay human. And if not, you're just perma vampire. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's world of darkness. I think that's right. But there is I also, find, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, I find the tabletop RPGs. I never played them, but I find them interesting. Mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. the idea of the, the game version of it, but I don't really love watching the movies, or reading the books, or anything. I don't know. I don't know why that is, but I'm just that's just sort of where. Well, were you ever? Did you ever look at this June Fourth, twenty eighteen game? I forgot that it even existed. Just called Vampire with a with a Y at the end. Uh, I have, and it didn't didn't really grab me because it didn't. Didn't seem like a role playing game. Seemed more like a I don't know. Rewarding. Maybe impressive. it's actually pretty good. I'm looking at it. I mean, yeah, I'm people not... raving in here about it. Uh, huh. And I held off on buying for a long time because I lukewarm for Luke <sighs> lukewarm reviews. Now I realize that those people were fools, and so was I. I love this game. <laughs> 
Oh man, Steam. <laughs> the next reviews. review, you walk around, do some sucky sucky. Eight out of ten because the fighting is awful. Still enjoyed the game setting and story. <laughs> I kind of, uh, I kind of uh, like the Steam I like, reviews. I like Steam reviews. They're stupid. <laughs> They're <but>. a thing. <laughs> <laughs> they could be anything. The, the thing about Steam reviews that's great is it's really unpredictable what you're going to read. Oh, you know, yeah. when you open up IGN, you kind of know it. if it's bad, it'll read one way. If it's good, it'll read the other way. Steam, you're just like, could be anything. This could, this could say anything. Oh, this is set in 1918. I like time. I like old stuff. Oh, this seems interesting. Eh, I don't even like vampires either, but this looks all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of intrigued. I like the dichotomy I like is the secret society bit, I think, about the vampires yeah. in there. And then there's a, you know, just when you get to role play that element of choosing sides and stuff. I don't know. It just seems cool. And yeah, yeah that's pretty much seems That's pretty right. much it. Seems all right. All right. I well. also feel like... Um, like, you know, people talk about that first Bloodlines game like it was the second coming of Jesus. Yeah. And like, and I get that. And there are a lot of games like that that I haven't played that I'm okay with missing. But of all people, my sister, who has played, maybe played, gone deep on two PC games in her entire existence, one of them is that game. And she'll never shut up how amazing that game is. And so I think that's also why I'm like, you know, my sister played two PC games, and one of them was that game, and she says it's the greatest game ever made. Wasn't it Bloodlines? Uh, it was like 2004 or something, something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first, the, whatever, it's Bloodlines 1, whatever they're making the sequel to. Okay. And so I think I have some FOMO about her playing it, not me, and missing out on the coolness of that game, because I never, I was like, vampire game. Ugh. Oh, I remember but, just being really janky. I played it once and thought it was just kind of broken. Um, yeah, but people say Deus Ex is one of the greatest games of all time, and I I missed out on that too. And when I I've tried to play it, and I'm just like, this is garbage. Yeah, yeah. I've, <laughs> I I kind of I don't know. I tried playing it back at in the at the time, and it was another one of those. I think I might have been a little too young or thinking something different from it. Yeah, because Deus Ex never clicked with me. But System Shock Two, which was also kind of in that same vein, a type of game. Uh, really did resonate with me yeah. but i might have played that late after the fact and those newer the the new deus ex games those really click with me those are cool yeah me too yeah, yeah those are neat um i heard they might be giving away system shock 2 to people at the game awards tomorrow like if you watch or something like that really i heard there was giveaways going on really yeah. wait system shock 2 the old thing or the new yeah thing? the old one i i didn't include it because i I know I saw the article, but I couldn't find it. Think of it, whatever. But there's yeah. some there's some demos or giveaways going on with respect to system because three is being worked on right now. Right, right. right. I believe so. Last I heard, it yeah. was. Yeah. So I don't know. There's probably I think there's going to be some promotional events tied into tomorrow system and Shock Steam or potentially three. one of the other stores giving away stuff. Here we go. System Shock Three is being worked on by Other Side Entertainment, and it is coming out when. Uh, latest news they had an e3 trailer um, oh it looks pretty yeah i think i would play that yeah i think i would play that i mean so much system shock 2 is probably the most scared i've ever been playing a video game wow there was a there was a point playing that game where i just put my character in what I assumed was a safe spot and walked away from the computer. I couldn't deal with it. Huh. All right, here we go. Um, Game Awards. Uh, da, da, da. 
will give you free games if you watch the Game Awards through Steam. If you watch the Game Awards on Steam, you'll be entered to win a selection of one of 2017's top game. 2017. Oh, this is 734 days. Never mind. Oh, I was excited That's until an, just now. That's an old article. Uh, System Shock 3 is being developed by the same developer that put out Underworld Ascendant, which was supposed to be like the spiritual successor to Ultima Underworld, which was amazing in its day. And yeah. this is this is a bad game. This this new thing is bad. Oh, so we're, that bums we're me out. This. Well, I mean, they could turn. Who it knows? Around, but... You know, some studios uh, got mixed track records. Right. It's entirely yeah, possible. Some, not necessarily the same team within the same company. Do right. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's reviewing better now that they patched it and stuff. I don't know. But I remember getting it and going, "Whew, this is a stinker. Not a good <laughs> game." All right. Well, uh, there you have it. I'm going to go get a back rub.